guess I think this sounds better. Better. Hey y'all, welcome to You Ain't Got to Lie, Craig, a spinoff podcast of Who All Gonna Be There, part of Nat Turner Project's Media Unempire. For one more, more, final episode, joined with an all-star group, Ruben Garcia Marufo, Nicole Robinson. Also very uh, excited to chat, Ava rebuilds the Rebuild Tetralogy, and get into it. Subscribe to be a patron of NTP. There's tons of great perks uh, supporting us, duh. But also exclusive podcast. Look at that. But also, <laughs> but also exclusive Patreon. Um, but also exclusive Patreon only podcast episodes. And our now legendary Patreon exclusive long running zine publication, Book of Sedition. NTP, we got an Etsy. With all of our publications and our newest one, Black Abbey. We got totes, buttons, advice, etc. Subscribe to us on iTunes and all streaming platforms. Follow us at Natural Project on the social medias. Got a question or comment? Want to share your Ava thoughts? Email us at natrainerproject 0 at gmail.com. Because without the zero, it goes to some white lady on the East Coast. Word. Nikki, Ruben, how the hell are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm a working, and I've been writing a lot of fan fiction, and I might make a dating simulator soon. So, um, I, for like the majority of COVID, I have not been very artistic at all. <laughs> um, but that's okay. Not a lot of people have been, but, um, I, I think I'm starting to get back into it. So I'm pretty excited. Also, my voice is a little deeper today because yeah, I am recovering from like a cold, I think. So, um, enjoy that. <laughs> Hi everyone. It's me. What up? <laughs> Reuven. <laughs> it's glad it's great to be back. Finish these stupid movies. Mm-hmm. They're not stupid, but I feel like I've waited for two of them for too long. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, thank God it's it's finished. But yeah. I'm lucky that I am a new Ava fan, so I didn't have to wait very long at all. <laughs> yeah, same. Same sentiment. Me, me, me. That's what's up. Okay, Ava. It's me mocking you both. Oh, I know. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, Ava heads. Lift off. Lift off. Lift off.
so the first thing we'll get into is Evangelion 1.11. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Well, that's me. Um, I'll read it. Okay. You can edit this out, right? You it's all okay. saying it. Okay, it's all staying in. It's single shot. It's okay. Realism. <laughs> realism. Okay. Evangelion 1.11. You are not alone. Not in parentheses. Scarred by the second impact, the fourth angel attacks Tokyo 3, and humanity's fate is left in special government agency Nerve's hands. Jung, Shinji Ikari is forced to pilot Eva 01. He and Eva 00 pilot Rei Yanami are tasked to fight, but Eva 01 is damaged by the sixth angel. Misato Katsuragi draws up a plan to focus all of Japan's electricity into Eva's one positron cannon to defeat the angel. And they miss. I have to say, if you only read that, <laughs> I'll, I will be like, this sounds so bad. <laughs> I mean, from what I know, you know, like, I feel yeah. like it's a bad synopsis for a movie. For, like, what happens in the movie. Yeah. Oh, well, at least it's a beautiful movie. Yeah. So maybe the first thing I'm curious about or that we could talk about is, um, I feel like we've maybe mentioned it a little bit in the past, is the reason for the rebuilds. Are we are these like sequels? Is this a reboot? Um, the obvious big differences in animation. Um, the changes to pacing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I feel like maybe part of this question is like, is this a reboot or a sequel that the water, I feel like is one of the things that already starts red. And like some of the things that are different in this movie compared to the original series, mm-hmm. and what those differences mean. Well, um, isn't it? It's uh, just kind of continuing on. It's isn't it like what the creator wanted to do but couldn't do because he ran out of budget for the original series. So, isn't it just like the ending of the original um, series? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a question. Like, I don't know if, like, I know that this was, like, the creator of Ava's new studio project. So he made, like, a new pro- new studio, and I think that's why they decided to go with this. Because I think he owns, like, the rights for it, you know? Or something. It's like he owns the whole thing. I sure hope so. Um, yeah, he's, like, I think he's fucking loaded. Um... <laughs> From Ava. Yeah. So rich and so depressed. (laughs) I mean... Poor guy. He was depressed after... I mean, before he was rich, I guess. Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. Do the... Ordering and after. Yeah, do the new movies... I feel like the new movies don't... For me, they don't reek of the same depression that exists in the original series. Um, well, maybe the new movie... Um, but it, it's um, it's definitely prevalent in the newest movie, the fourth one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shinji is he's he's having a rough time in, in the fourth movie, but um, yes, the original series definitely did a uh, reek of the creator's depression, and um, I ain't mad at it. It's a, an amazing, wonderful series that made you feel something, even if it was sad. Yeah. No. Definitely. I definitely felt like it. It gave me a lot of emotions, and I think that's what made me such a fan of it and so curious about the movies and um, this idea of this additional narrative or story going. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like, so so what is, is it 
like the world restarted again is that what we're going with like all the things in the series happened and that was caused like a minor restart and then we're getting the things of the movie well in the original series wasn't there like there had been one impact and they're trying to avoid the second and in the first movie that was the same thing there had been one impact and they were trying to avoid the second so um the the timelines i think they're at least parallel if it's not a um, sequel so you're saying you feel like it's just two parallel timelines and not like the first timeline was like reset to this slightly changed other timeline yeah, it's it's hard to say. Um, I'm I'm still kind of attached to the idea that it's what the creator wanted to do, but with a budget now, and, and he's just kind of like, this is supposed to be the real end of my movie, or I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm like mixing up my movies. I am still a very new Ava fan, but um, you know I do my best. <laughs> was um like one point one one was that the first movie to come out after the series? Yeah. Okay. Well then, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, um... Damn it, I was gonna say something. Oh, yeah, I think originally they were just gonna, like, re-release them, and they were gonna release each movie, like... Uh, they were originally were gonna be three movies covering the same story, and it was gonna be, like, every two years. But then... <laughs> that didn't happen. Oh, God, I wish though. Yeah, it was, like... The first one came out, like, in 2008, Ooh. I think... And then the second one did came out two years later. Uh, or I don't know. But there was like... The first one came out like two early, mid-2000s. Then I think the second one came out in 2008. And I think the third one came out in 2012. And then the last one came out this year. <laughs> so it was like... Because he was doing these other projects. But I think originally it was just going to be a re-release because... Uh, like a retelling of the story with like and show off his studio and like this is what it can do and blah 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 blah. but then like things got in the way and I guess it kind of sucks that you're doing something and then you're retreading the same ground Mm -hmm. which I think kind of sucks even though like I seen the movie called Funny Games there's like one from 1997 by uh this director, what's his name? Uh, oh my god, he's like super famous. Uh, I don't remember. So this this director made a movie called Funny Games in 1997, and then he made the exact same movie again, Funny Games, like in 2000 something, for American audiences. Michael Han Haneke. Neke. Yeah, 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 Haneke. I was like, what was his name? I was like, so he made the exact same movie twice. Mm-hmm. I uh, uh, is the same timing. The same lines is just like one is in French, I think, and the other one is in English. And one of them has like Tim Rod and like Naomi Watts. But uh, if you look the movie side by side, they're like almost identical. Hmm. Um, it's like retreading that same ground and like doing it all over again. I was like, this man is a maniac. <laughs> like that control that you, I feel like that control that you have to have to like, just to like not deviate a little bit you know and like go back to that same moment and be able to like recapture it because it's like to the beat is the same shit the same Uh, thing but better lighting the same thing but in english and like american actors instead of like just you know re-releasing it with like subtitles or Mm -hmm. something they're like no i just do it again 
but yeah, I was like, damn, Hanek is a maniac. So I feel like maybe Hideakiano doesn't have that amount of control. He's like, ah, well, just do something else, you know? He's like, fuck it, just do something else while we're here, you know? Um, but I don't know, like, I honestly, after finishing the fourth movie, I don't know if it's like a continuation of the same or if it's a loop where they always trap repeating the same things because there's a moment in the fourth one where Chinji is like in one of those theater or like weird uh, production film stages and she's talking to an Ayanami and there's a projector that lights on and you see like all the titles from the original series, the movies and the other three movies before it and so I was like oh so it's like and then like the title screen from the show comes up it's like oh, so you know that it exists it's like and then like the whole thing of like the antimatter or whatever is like maybe the show was like another layer like a lower layer of reality or a higher layer of reality or something and that's in going into that space you're able to pierce all realities I don't know I was like what the fuck is going on I don't know it's like through Ava in true wave of fashion, I was like, I don't even know what's going on, right? <laughs> but it looks pretty. Um, yes, it's gorgeous. So I don't, I don't have an answer if it's like a continuation, a reboot, uh, a loop, uh, a parallel, uh, another layer, higher, lower of reality or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have no, a different vibration or something. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I have no fucking clue. And then, like, the whole thing of Kaoru just, like... Already being there. Yeah, or already the being there and remembering about it. It's like, oh, we'll meet again. Like, I think he says, like, oh, we're... I'm going to see you again, like, Shinji Kari. Yeah, I don't want to jump too far ahead and talk about the ending of the fourth, because I feel like it... If there is a loop, it feels like it's broken by the end of the fourth one. Yeah. Um, But a couple of questions still, I guess, around the first one. Um, I don't know if we've ever had, like, a full conversation around this, but... Like, what is the train? Mm. What is that space? The train? Yeah. What do you mean? There's a lot of, like, repetition of, like, uh, the use of, like, characters on trains. Throughout the whole series, like, uh, G's, like, when he enters, when he, like, loses his body or, like, the Ava goes into, like, Berserk or something, he enters this weird uh, train or, like, it's like the interior of a train, like yeah. really like sunlit, like uh, evening, yeah, orange light. And yeah. then sometimes like there's a baby or a little kid Shinji was in there once, but it also seems like um, the space that they show or he's in right before he like wakes up in the hospital, like you know he like wakes up in the hospital a bunch, and then he's like always in a train before, and then sometimes raids in the train too. Um, His friend. Yeah, Toji's in the train, I think, in the original series after he's almost killed or whatever. Um, it sounds like a near-death moment of clarity, <laughs> since you're describing it. I don't really remember these, but um, as you're describing it, I'm just kind of like, maybe when he's near death and he has the space to contemplate on his life, he's visualizing... Um, things that are important to him as time passes and his consciousness is not all there. Um, it could be the um, the passage of one crucial, vital element of his life to another, and um, he switches tracks. Would be. 
like yeah this like transitory space right or mm-hmm. like in transit um then there were things that I felt like were additional scenes in the first movie that or I just didn't remember them for the original series I thought like um Shinji and Masato at the grocery store seemed like an extra scene or a new scene mm-hmm. um and then there's another one I wrote down um, no that one's in there Shinji and Masato at the grocery stores in the original series yeah but it's like just a shot of the shopping cart and then like a close-up of Chinji's face while he's listening of like he's like he has his dead eyes you know like the ones right I think like, yeah, the original series just like goes so much slower and like to the I don't know if we said this before we started recording or afterwards but it's just like so much more painful like the slower pace and like maybe the different camera shots because it's the the foreign movies have like this faster pacing the where pacing you, you don't you. yeah the pacing makes you just as desperate as the characters are. Yeah, but you don't like you don't like stay. They don't like stay on things as long as they did in like the show or whatever. Mm. Yeah, that's something that I never liked about the movies. They're like more like action movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like just like a different thing. And then also like th- with this first movie, it was like because I've I've only watched the show like one time all the way through, so I haven't like rewatched it yet. But I feel like I now I will. Um, so it was kind of like my first time to rewatch that first part after I, like, I knew how the series ends and I feel like there was like a lot of foreshadowing, um, some of the moments I thought about, I mean, I feel like there's foreshadowing for the original like ending that isn't how it ended at all in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) In the end? Um, yeah, or like how it ended in the end, but not in 3.1 or 3.0 plus one or whatever. Mm -hmm. Thrice upon a time. Um... Then maybe then yeah then I guess like for me or for this movie then I feel like is really at the end where it shows you that it's gonna be a different thing. It's like what the fuck is that ending? The angels are on the moon. Is there like a dried up Lilith on the moon? Um, and then Wheela is it? Zila. The um, same seal. Seal. Yeah, the same. Um, but I I was no I was watching because I was watching these on Amazon. So the Amazon dub was it's like fucked. different than yeah, yeah, like yeah. Um, the the Netflix dub. <laughs> But then they say, yeah, um, Zila. Um, and then Karu. It's there that we see Karu way sooner than we did in the original show. And then there's a real Lilith on the moon, because there's like a Lilith with a purple mask on the moon. And then the Lilith they see in Central Dogma has like a white mask, which was different than the in original series. Yeah. That's Adam's face. <clears throat> so that's Adam. It's like, it's like uh, they're switched. Okay, so Adam, so in the movie, Adam's in Central Dogma, and then Lilith is on the moon. Yeah. Even though Adam was not on the moon in Central, Adam was just the embryo, right? Yeah, Adam was like, uh, was in like, uh, North Pole or some, or South Pole. Mm. But I think that's, I think like as the show progresses, like the Adam, Lilith, like, uh, in Fruit of Life and, uh, Fruit of Knowledge, I don't think it plays such a big deal in these ones. It's like a, I feel like they're they're like it's a whole other thing. So at first I was like really like, what what is this and and it kind of like didn't matter as it continued because I feel like in the show it makes a lot of sense how like once you get to know it makes a lot of sense like oh the Ava one is like a clone of Lilith and it's eating an angel and now it's like complete and it's like a full being so like all these weird movements from, from one to another and like Kaoru being able to like activate uh, Ava 2 because Ava 2 is a clone of Adam and uh, Kaoru is like the vessel of Adam just like 
Ray is the vessel of Lilith and whatever, right? So it's like all these things made a lot of sense. But I feel like in this version, like that does not play a role, a lo- a, like a big role at all. It's like there's something else that I still haven't figured out because it's like a whole other game, I feel like. <laughs> that that's the part that I'm bad at. <laughs> but um I don't know. I I'm I'm good at other <laughs> Um yeah, it's just cuz you definitely don't see that in the original movie, the all the coffins and then I don't feel like it's revealed to the end but cuz I wasn't sure like what those coffins were if like angels were coming out of the coffins um or like even, yeah, even what that significance was. But it also like there is this huge like blood X on it. Um, that made it seem like it had already had to experience something or whatever. Mm. Um, Khaled is an angel, right? I think so, but like a... Who the fuck what he is this The time. first and 13th angel, right? Yeah. The first and 13th? In the mo- in this new thing, yeah. Okay. Just he like- is, he's the first one, but then like Gendo does some shit that makes him the 13th. And he's like, oh, he fucking played me. But we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but, yeah, it's like a weird thing that happens. Uh, but in this version, all there's like less angels, and Kaoru was the first. Um, and I imagine like Lilith and Adam were the second and third. I think in the the movie oh, we're the about movie to talk too. about, they talk about how Mari is fought like discovering re- or coming up with a corpse of the third angel oh yeah they they fought the third angel and that was all that was left and but the core was still active and was able to like go back to life mm-hmm. does Kaoru have one of those circular cores in him no he's like Rey oh alright yeah no, so I don't know if no. Kaoru is made by uh yeah I don't Zilla. think I don't think this time he was made he's just like that he just already exists but he wasn't like harnessed by Zila. like he was in uh in the in the series okay mm. um any any last thoughts on the first movie before we jump to um, number yeah, two i wanted to ask why you thought that the 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 angels and humans had the fight in the first place like why do the angels who encapsulate the um the fruit of life have to fight the people who encapsulate the fruit of knowledge like you say that like um whichever one eats the other gets to become a god is that why we're fighting or is it some other reason oh like from what i understand in like the the show's mythos it goes something like those eggs right you've seen like where lilith is do you remember in the end of, of ava the movie like giant raid pulls this moon from like the earth that mm. was like Jap- was under japan and shit that was like where the the little pyramid was and like the geofront was he like pulls it out and normally like eventually if some things were figured out like there was like an ancestral race that threw these eggs throughout all the universe and one of them had the fruit of knowledge and other ones had the fruit of life and uh, they could only be one of those in whatever it landed Mm-hmm. And if they both of them landed in the same place, um, they attack each other mm-hmm. because uh, it's just like that's how they're programmed to be. Oh. And like since humans are like uh, come from Lilith, uh, 
and like the angels come from Adam they're like they ha- they like enter like a weird conflict and I think they say it in the end movie that humanity is like the 18th angel which is kind of sad because humanity attacks itself kind of like you see it in Nerf right like the government since it's agents is like humanity attacking itself I was like oh that's kind of weird um, but that's like what I understand from like the Ava geeks <laughs> wiki uh that how they have always put it where um if though if the egg of like if the fruit of knowledge and life are found in the same planet they uh they have to like one has to kill the other because if the possibility exists that life arises from it and the possibility exists to access both the fruit of knowledge and the fruit of life they can ascend to divinity and i feel like that's like um something it wouldn't be implied that this ancestral race was like something close to divinity or divinity itself Mm. so it'd be like yeah you can you're not allowed to come here i guess (laughs) that's how i always understood it but i feel like it could just be like uh you know hirakiano liked kaijus and like mechas and he didn't i don't think he had a plan from the start he was just like figuring it out as we go along and that's that's as, as interesting as the origin is of Godzilla you know mm-hmm. um I haven't thought about this before but like let's say one planet's seeded with a tree of or a seed of life and another's the seed of wisdom but like say they get to like you know reaching like the level of being able to space travel like will these come into like an intergalactic conflict then i think so so even like expanding beyond it there's still this inevitable conflict between them even if they're not like battling over a single planet yeah i mean that's actually kind of interesting it would make sense like all these different life forms that can arrive from these two very specific um uh, how do I say it? Like uh, groups. <laughs> yeah, or like uh, commands, I guess. Commands of life. I'm just imagining Evangelion happening with a whole bunch of like different races and aliens and uh, uh, a different different aliens and different angels on like different parts of the universe. <laughs> like this, like there's there's some planet far away that has had probably more impacts than the Japan has. So, you know, probably, likely, if uh, this is happening over here, there's probably some, like, poor alien boy who has to, like, all of humanity is on his shoulders, and he's a 13-year-old <laughs> depressed alien boy, just like, why is this happening? Um, but yeah, I, I kind of wonder on other planets how that would even go. Not that it's important to Evangelion, but... Do you think um, Adam and Lilith are, like, specific to Earth, or, like, every it's only an Adam and Lilith or like there's other things that are like other versions that aren't Adam, you know, like this one, the one that came to earth was, was Adam, but they're not all Adam or they're not all Lilith. Hmm. I think that's just what we call them. But I'm saying like, it's like, there's only two options or it's like, Mm -hmm. these were the two that came here. Yeah. Versus like, maybe there could have been like, you know, 24 different things. Like from what I understand, I don't think it's like a, I don't think it's, uh, like, uh, fuck. I think mostly it's, like, the seed of life, which is the one of Adam, creates life that is, like, 
really big and monstrous and like individual mm-hmm. and like it does not create like a largely invulnerable yeah and like li- the one that comes from lily the fruit of knowledge create life that is like similar to itself and like not unique like all humans are just like weird humans right and like every angel was so fucking different and fucking brand you different from each other and i think that's mostly how it was i don't think if like i don't know if like all of them are adam if all of them are lilith i don't know that but i know like all of the eggs have like uh this each of them has a, a sphere spear that's all i know mm. and the one that i think the one that uh adam has was broken so they were only left with like the one from Lilith which is the red one mm. so there was like one that was missing so it was like very important during the show to like have it and stuff like that alright oh um I, I think I wrote something just a second I'll go down to the bottom <laughs> hmm oh yeah the hedgehog's dilemma trope well I was just like there, this this is a very common trope, uh, not only in anime, but in a lot of media. Like, Batman has this trope, even though he adopts, like, 12 kids. Um, <laughs> like, a lot of superheroes have this trope. A lot of lone wolves, ninjas, like, all, all sorts of... I'm like, what makes this trope so appealing for important people in media or protagonists to have? Like... Why do we see so much of this trope? <laughs> it's it's lonely and it's yeah. sad. Maybe it's like because it's so prevalent, it's so true. Maybe it's like one of these like universal, not like universal, but like human truths um, that we all maybe at different points in our lives like feel, or like struggle with. Maybe it's something immensely relatable mm-hmm. that we can all be like, oh yeah, maybe there's been a time where I've been afraid of intimacy or connection or push people away. For that reason or try to get close and then you know my demons or their demons um end up preventing that maybe yeah maybe it's you know the tale tale as old as time yeah it's really too bad <laughs> <laughs> then there's this i remember when a friend of mine like when Kay watched it they were like uh like oh i've never seen it before but i've heard about it all my life and they told me about like like their favorite thing on the show was how they were able to portray those very lone those very solitary lonely moments in a crowd mm-hmm. that uh, they felt in Japan and I remember they were telling me about like the hedgehog dilemma and like all these things and like how uh, well that whole like for example that whole scene where she just gets on the train and just keeps going until like it fills up with people and then it's empty and then he has to like get out mm-hmm. like uh, they told me like no yeah like I don't know like how this guy was able to capture that weird uh, feeling which uh, I think they told me too like it's just like some cultural thing there that's like so big so many people that it's normal to see just like someone going through like a bad moment <laughs> publicly. <laughs> it also kind of seems like life. Like you're, like this is not how I view life. But I'm sure somebody would be like, you're born alone, and then people enter your life, and then they leave it, and then you die alone. It's 
Like a dog. Like a dog in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, that's that's a really unfortunate outlook, but like, you know, knowing who made it and <laughs> Yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking about like we are all our like o- our own worst critics and because we are sometimes like our minds warp and we think of ourselves as some sort of like end worlding monster that can't get close to anyone and like we we think of ourselves as like irredeemable and like like the the center of the world and like the most important thing and the most dangerous thing all at once which like shinji is kind of that person like with a decision he could end or keep the world going and that is like such a big burden and i could see why he wouldn't want you know um social intimacy between anybody even though he craves it so badly he really just can't connect there and um it's 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 an interesting trope and it's it's too bad that it's like placed upon shinji but i wouldn't have it any other way honestly (laughs) but yeah thank you for indulging that yeah oh yeah oh and i also wanted to talk about um lcl so um clara and i looked it up and clara's my girlfriend by the way um it stands for link connected liquid but um some people says it could mean um soup of life and i was just wondering what y'all thought about that she's like yeah we're gonna fill your little pod full of soup of life you're gonna need to breathe it in it's it's just a weird thought of um being surrounded by soup that i wanted to talk about it sounds so unpleasant yeah no i mean i feel like when there's especially when they're in the plugs and they're able to like breathe in it it does feel like uh the womb yeah being in the womb and whatever the liquid in the womb is and yeah like i could see definitely like some like a primordial ooze or like the thing that like we evolved from like single-celled organisms yeah i was i was wondering how it worked and i was just kind of like does it mean that like you can breathe through your skin and then clara was like no you still breathe through your lungs it's just not air anymore because air is unreliable (laughs) it is uh now this thing that is like all-encompassing and more reliable than air and it also like connects you digitally to your ava and i was just like "Eh." yeah i don't know like how it works i think like do they get it from Lilith? It like just like falls from Lilith or something, right? Like no. Lilith. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, LCL. yeah, Lilith secretes that shit, but I think the Ava's just make it's like their, their blood. They yeah, make their own LCL. So it's just like, yeah. pfft, it's just but like. But they have like just... blood though. Like the Avas have blood. Is it purple or what it's color like, is it? It's yellowish. Okay. But they also have like red blood when they like get their shit fucked up, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, but I think sometimes it's for dramatic purposes. So, so you're <laughs> saying they milk Lilith? Yeah. And then it becomes Ava blood. Yeah, I think when you see, every time you see Lilith on the cross, you see, like, the orange thing, like, in the cross just, like, falling down, and she is, like, uh, on, like, a sea of LCL. I think you see by the end of the movie, like, when, like, Ritsuko is, like, floating on the water, like, this orange Fanta shit. So it was Ray's chamber beneath Lilith. (laughs) Yeah, I never, like, the whole (laughs) distribution of the Geofront, I don't know. I have no idea, but they're like these weird. You remember that one with like the tubes and shit, right? Like very Geiger esque, and she's like floating in it. Mm-hmm. I was like, and there's like this weird kind of like room things on the floor. I was like, wow. I imagine like whoever designed. I was like, there's gonna be some holes here. It's like, 
What for? And then we're going to have like these giant size human holes in the ground. It's like, what? Kill this person, please. <laughs> you know? But, uh, yeah. It's, like, I love the concept of XCL. And also, before I watched Ava, and uh, I was watching a an anime called The Vision of Escalzon. It was, uh, what do you call the one that's, what's the kind of like anime genre that it's, uh, uh, asekai or something like Isekai. Isekai. Is that the one that's like dating? No. Isekai is when you start out in a real world, you know, usually city, um, mm-hmm. setting. And then you transport it. Yeah, you transport into a fantastical one. Okay, so it was an Isekai called Vision of Escalflown and I think the girl was the one that transports somewhere else and in this weird fantastical world there are these weird robot things there are knights and this one was like very physical right so it was like basically you are like moving it with your body it's like very similar to an exoskeleton and if you pierce the thing you could like you can get like you know almost pierce yourself Uh, and I was like damn it's very mechanical right it was like super mechanical and then I watched this and I was like it's like a it's I think it's a different bond it's made with like the machine right mm-hmm. um with Escalflown it was basically just like it felt like it felt like the get away from her you bitch right just like a thing like you fight with like an extent like like a tool right that you wear if that makes any sense but the Ava was like this weird it's like it's in you and like mm-hmm. it's in your blood and it's like put on your mother Shinji go yeah. the angels and it's like it, from there and then like the robot having like an umbilical cable right and I was like but there was like all these weird like very intimate and invasive almost uh, way of like having to pilot these things and then like all them always saying that no, this is all new technology, so we're, like, always learning. That's why we're very limited. That's something that I always liked. They're like, we don't know what we're doing half of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the concept of LCL sounds, like, fascinating to me. Like, the soup of life. Yeah, I want you to imagine you're sitting in the cockpit of a giant robot, and then it starts flooding, and they're, they they tell you who, who you have not heard of this concept before. They're just like, breathe it in, you'll be fine. <laughs> just the sheer panic of like base human instincts just like i'm about to die <laughs> like drowning is a bad way to go yeah, yeah. it's like uh awesome. that movie no the abyss with that pink thing that it harris is able to breathe through that it was like it's a weird liquid mm. which one the abyss mm. it's like one of the james cameron movies before like titanic before he thought he was like an artist and shit I'm sorry, like, I feel like after Titanic, he's like, I'm an artist now. No, I haven't seen I'm gonna work a turtleneck all the time. Is that what he does? Yeah, he's like, he gives, like, weird speeches about, like, how Avatar can change the world. Like, you just shut the fuck up, man. How Avatar what? It's going to change the world. Oh, yeah. Oh. Please. Like, yeah. Avatar with the blue people? Yeah. <laughs> a lot. I feel like Aang is closer to doing it, though. But, it's just uh. Like, have you guys heard about, like, colonization? People are like, yeah, we've seen it, it's been done. <laughs> Thank you for showing us. Yeah, that's again. a bad. It's like, yeah, that, nobody wants to hear that story. No, nobody wants to see that story. Like, ugh, gosh. No, that's Cameron's answer. Is like colonization. Everyone loves that story. Okay, <laughs> let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's, let's just do it again. Let's talk about space pirates. Um, I did wanted to add something about the first movie before we move on, which is like, 
It's very short. It's like I feel like the first movie, even though I don't like it because it's like way faster and removes all the slowness, it does have. There's something about like the, the two arc episode of that weird rhombus, um, that it's like so brilliantly paced. Like in the show, is like I remember like you know them reading the things from the computer like ninety seven percent. Great. And I was like, okay, bring it on. Like, like, like all these dialogue that it's like this, uh, just like scientific gibberish that sounds so good. It's like, like the whole sequence is like, I love it because it's like made of like very little different things, right? It's like one guy in a computer saying something and like cooking a thing and then like something, a bar moves in the thing and then like, you know, like that whole construction. I just. I love it and I think this guy does a very similar thing when he did the Godzilla movie in 2016 mm-hmm. the Chingo Jira movie where they're like there's like two three sequences that are like exactly like that and he does them like really well and I think like this one I think it's the superior version I think like that angel is terrifying that like how it like falls upon itself and like and like charges and like launches the scream um, I get that as a short MP3 so I can make it a text message or like my, my text notification. <laughs> <laughs> like all of them, all of that he just did. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and also I feel like this is when we notice like there's something very different with the whole show and like I think this changes the whole story which was Misato tells him up front like look this is what we're doing shows him like Lilith, Adam, Adam, Lilith, whoever it is. Right he's like, if these fucking monsters get in touch and touch this shit, just like touch it, they like erase everything. Oh, that's what they do. They don't have to fight. They just have to touch. Mm. The moment they touch. So they're trying to get Lilith. Yeah, like they only, they only have to touch each other. So like they start like a planet erasal erasure sequence. So it's like, oh, eliminate all life. We can't, uh, we can't risk them getting like absorbing divinity or whatever so it's like the moment they touch us like like all this shit starts um but yeah like i love that and then shinji like actively wants to get on the thing it's like okay if this is on me uh sure but then there's like the biggest thing because uh in the first fight the aba goes berserk but it wasn't you know how every time like Yui would take over the Ava would be like the like this flame that appears and like this like heartbeat that never happens so it's like uh, I don't even know why Shinji's piloting and I don't even know why Gendo has him piloting because Yui's not in there oh Gendo doesn't know Um, okay answer my own question (laughs) Uh, yeah so it's like I love the fact that Shinji wants to like it's like he's he's active and he's like proactive I guess that's the word and that for me just it's a whole different game from now on hmm. yeah like yeah all these different little things hmm. I also wanted to know back to that LCL that um it smells yeah of blood it does yeah oh I didn't know that um because like in the fourth movie when the I, no second in the second movie when the oh Mary yeah she comes out of this guy's like you smell like LCL and I'm just like, what does this smell like? Does it does it smell like soup? 
Yeah, maybe that's a great segue to get into the second movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Evangelion 2. Is it me? It's um, Nikki. Okay. Oh, sorry. Let me scroll up. All right. Evangelion 2.22. You can not advance. Mari, illustrious Minakami, pilots provisional unit 05 to defeat the excavated third angel. Asuka Langley, she, Shikinami, and Ava 02 defeat the seventh angel. The eighth angel appears and attacks Nerve HQ. Ava 03 is taken over by the ninth angel during testing, and Shinji deploys to stop it, but learns Asuka is aboard. Gendo switches Ava 01 controls over to the dummy system and begins fighting Ava 3. Thank you. Um, so I feel like this just further like pulls the story away from the original story. Um, we get we're introduced immediately to a brand new character, mm-hmm. um, a new Ava, um, Unit Zero Five provi- provisional, and then again, yeah, like there's a, a previously defeated third angel. So like in the show, um, the first angel we see is the fourth angel, but then it's like oh, I guess they've already defeated three other angels and then how how did they defeat them before the avas was it ray somebody else defeat them um but yeah what are what are our, our first initial reads of uh mari hmm. um she she's interesting because when you first look at her she's got a really homely look she's got like a ponytail or pigtails or something and she's got glasses she's got brown hair brown eyes she doesn't look remarkable like she doesn't have brightly colored hair or brightly colored eyes or anything um she looks very plain but she's got this crazy ass personality and sharp teeth and um she she loves fighting and she sniffs everybody (laughs) and and, um she she comes out of the sky dramatically and falls right on top of shinji and just kind of like i'm ready for excavation like she she seems like she's the type of person to be um, ready to go all the time, 24-7, ready to fight, and, like, she doesn't know how to relax, which is, really conflicts with her character design, I think. Um, so that's, that's my initial thought of her. She's just, she's really fighty, and, um, I think she should relax. (laughs) What do you think, Ruben? Of Mary Chikinami? Mm-hmm. No, wait, Chikinami is Asuka. Illustrious Mikin is... What's her name? Mari Illustrious Makinami. Makinami, yeah. Makinami. Chikinami is este Asuka. Mm-hmm. Asuka. Um, I don't know. I, I was never fond of Mari, but I have a friend that's like, Mari is the only reason that Ev is like worth anything. Like, he's like super... Just like I am like waifu misato he's like oh mary's like the best thing that ever happened to that stupid show with the robots he doesn't like it he doesn't like it he thinks like it's overrated do you, and then i'm curious about this like mary being american how much that influences the character trait <coughs> i don't think she's american i thought she's supposed to be american she's right? like half american yeah is she yeah oh. she's in the she starts in the american branch what um, is that that does that explain like the the fightiness, the invasion of personal space, the smelling of Shinji, or her <laughs> other personality traits. Because I feel like you she's the, that's like a, a, the 
a version of like what an American seems to a Japanese person. Yeah, because I feel like the she's most similar to Oscar, and I feel like Oscar being like German has this like different cultural presentation. Yeah. Then I feel like Mari is like I was like oh is this like you know this American pilot if an Ava pilot was American. All right, I'm looking it up because I thought she was British. You don't have to wait for me, though. <laughs> oh, okay. I always thought she was American because she was there. But, uh, um, I don't know. Like, I don't have, like, I like, I'll, like, I, I never knew what Mary's role was. I always felt like she was waiting for something, like. But then we find out what she's waiting for, right? Yeah, she was, like, she was just, she was, like, putting herself in a position, and then she puts herself there. I always feel like she's always waiting, like, yeah, this is not the thing that I have. It always feels like this is not the thing that I have to do, like. Of all the things, she doesn't seem very proactive. Like, I think in the third movie, she's, like, trying to help Asuka. And then, like, she's like, okay, bye, I'm leaving. She's like, oh, you're fucking useless. Like, ah, bye. You know, it's just... And then I think also in the third one, there's a moment where, like, she's like, well, I'm just going to see what Gendo's trying to do. Or, like, oh, if I want to see something, I would love to see the end of the world. Because if you're going to if you're gonna be somewhere, if there another impact is going to happen, I think an Ava would be a very safe space to be at. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, that's a pretty good concept or idea. Like, I'll try to hide in Ava of all the places. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah sure. Um, so I always felt like there was something up of his sleeve. Like, I would never feel like she was like, uh, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, I remember when I told you about like how in the end there's like three different wills like going on. There's like seals, plan. Gendo's plan and then Misato's uh, monkey wrench of like throwing Shinji at it right and I feel like <laughs> <laughs> she's like fuck you just like throw it or see if it's like fucks everything up mm-hmm. and it does yeah she's British oh she is British oh I always thought she was American yeah I thought she was American too yeah this whole time I thought she was American yeah well she does look at like an angel she just goes I'm going beast mode <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I thought I had, like, read something that said she was American, but I guess not. Yeah, okay, my bad. So, yeah, I always felt like uh, she was waiting for something, and she was also one of the main players. Uh, she was, like, she's, like, you know, like, that slow dagger, you know, that penetrates the shield. You don't even see it coming. But I love Dune. <laughs> I feel like now I can say the thing and people would understand it. Mm-hmm. It's the slow blade that penetrates the shield so yeah i feel like there's something about like something about mari <laughs> oh my god there's something about mary this is a movie um yeah there's something about like that character that I always felt like there was something that she was waiting for you know like she was waiting for something and she the things weren't getting into place so she just went in and did the shit because i don't think I don't think she ever responded to anyone in that, like, in, in there. Like, you know? I think she was, like, infiltrating things, doing things, moving things. But in the end, I think it was just, like, doing shit for herself. Yeah, she just... She, I, does does Mari have something to prove? Like, Oscar definitely does. Yeah, she doesn't feel like she has, like, a chip on her shoulder. No, yeah. she's just like, no, nah, I just want to take care of these angels. I don't want to die. I, I don't, I'm over the impact. I'm just going to fight. And if I die, that's fine. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go beast mode on everybody. That's that's my whole thing. <laughs> Most level-headed of the Ava pilots, <laughs> the British one. 
And then, um, so yeah, so we meet Mari, but then we get this new introduction of Asuka. Very different introduction than in the sh- than in the TV show. Um, you know, in the TV show, um, Unit Two is traveling on a boat. This whole episode um, already needs Shinji's help to defeat the very first Ava she encounters. Um, you know, I feel like the difference can be summed up between like when we first see this Asuka, she's in her plug suit, she's fighting. And when we see the Asuka on the TV show, she's like in a sundress um, and a very different introduction to like Shinji and the other like uh, school kids. Um, it also feels like the rebuilds feels like Nerve has way more money um, <laughs> in general. Like I feel like Nerve's so broke in the show or like barely keeping it together. Like, oh, we don't have the resources. But now it seems like they have so many more resources. I but think, yeah, Oscar just Nerf seems like, is like a nice metaphor for the studio, right? right. It's like now we have all the fucking. But Oscar just seems like a, a badass and like crushes the seventh angel like alone, no help, sends help, and it just seems like she's been crushing it the whole time. And then also, Oscar has a different last name. So yeah, what do we what do we think about this re slash new introduction of Oscar as a character and what that means for the character? Um, I think it's like. I love that you get to meet her through her Ava, which I think it's something that is more of her character, right? Maybe the one of the show, I don't feel like this one has, like, a weird obsession with, like, being, like... Or, you know, like, I feel like in the show she had, like, a weird relationship with her Ava. Mm-hmm. I think in this one is like, a little bit played down. But I love that you just see her just, like, very stylishly one hit killing an angel falling down just like hey what's up but uh yeah like it's better than like that whole drown not introduction and like her being all annoying well i mean she wasn't annoying fucking toji pulled his dick out uh but you know it's like it's like very long and dragged on and like she's being like i am the best there is i was like yeah but there's like oh she's just like hey i'm the best you know it's just no words, nothing. She just appears, kills a thing, one hit, done. I'm like, hi, I'm the second pilot. I was like, shit. <laughs> I feel like... Oh, are you finished? Yes. Okay, I feel like Asuka has um, just kind of like retor- returned veteran syndrome. Like, she is... <clears throat> she's got like a little bit of trauma. She's always all clenched up. She's... Her, her brain is war. Like, all of her brain is war. And then she goes to a place where she has to be a human. And she doesn't know how to do it. She has no social skills. She doesn't know how to connect to people. She's gorgeous and everybody is, like, trying to talk to her and hit on her. But, like, she doesn't want any attention. Or maybe she does. And I think that's actually her arc. She's trying to look like she doesn't want attention, but she desperately craves it. But she doesn't know how to ask for help because she's a warrior. Um, she doesn't know how to connect to people. She, she's struggling in many facets of life, and um, fighting in Ava's is like the thing that she's praised for and the thing that she's good at. And so, like, when she's faced with trying to make a friend or asking for help, it comes really unnaturally, and she comes off really bratty. But I, I do think she's trying. And, um, like, in this movie, you see her literally kick somebody in the face at school for, like, hi, my name is, and then they have a foot in their face. (laughs) She's like, I'm playing my Game Boy. (laughs) I don't want to talk 
to you. She easily could have said, you know, fuck off, but instead somebody <laughs> was met with a foot to the face. That is how severe the situation was. And um, she had a little bit of a redemption arc. Like, um, I think it was Masato who was talking to Asuka and trying to help her connect because Asuka very clearly wanted to make a bond like Ayanami was in the second movie. Ayanami was just like, I pilot Ava for bonds. And Asuka's just like, I pilot Ava because I'm good at it, but what are these bonds things you're talking about? Like, they, they make, like, a vanilla bitch like you feel alive. <laughs> Maybe I should try that. And she starts emulating um, Ayanami. Am I saying that right? Emulating yeah. Ayanami of all people. Like, the, the, she, her, her personality is so bare bones. Um, she barely has one. But Asuka is emulating her to try to get what she has. So she takes up cooking she tries talking to people and she makes a personality breakthrough with Masato right before she dies. And you can tell in Evangelion. Oh, and the phone call? Yeah. Oh, that phone call is... Yeah, you can tell when somebody's about to die in Evangelion because they, right before somebody dies in Evangelion, they just make a social breakthrough. You see them <laughs> smile for the first time. And oh, yeah, that's how you know something good's that's, happening. That's yeah. how you know they're about to die. <laughs> they, they build up that, um, like, that emotional connection to that character. They build out, up those emotional stakes, and then they immediately crush them and hurt you. And it hurts so good. And you get to see other people feel, like, the amount that Shinji fought for Asuka and the amount that Gendo did not. Um, I mean, like, I'm sure Gendo would have saved Asuka if there was any way to do it, but um, I, I felt bad that Shinji was just like, you're going to make... You're going to use my hands to kill Asuka. And Gendo's just like, it's that or the end of the world, so choke her out. And um, Shinji just about destroyed the world over it. He, he might have even. So, like, Asuka's a cool character. She was really interesting in the second movie. And um, I enjoyed watching her go from, like, um, military brain to... Um, I've got to do better because I'm lonely as hell, but I can't admit it to I'm going to try and making a breakthrough with that effort to, um, you know, just we, we all know what happens in the second movie. It is not pretty. She's all exploded up in there. It's just not cute. Anyway. So, yeah, that's my opinion of Asuka. She had an entire character arc in that movie. Not, not a very severe one, but it was a very interesting one. Yeah, I like Asuka. I always like her. What do we think? She of likes video games, though. I love that. <laughs> like kick to the face. What do we think of uh, Asuka's last name name change and the significance of that from the the original series? I've never really noticed. I I like in my brain I call everybody by their first name, so I had never like thought about that. Because <laughs> yeah, I think in the series it's. Um, Show you Langley or Langley show you and sure. then here Asuka show you Langley Zeppelin yeah yeah Langley Shikinami in this one mm-hmm. so is that again like uh, the the essence that's what makes me think this is like a reset a slight reset or like you know history repeating but slightly different every time that like 
maybe these were one of the differences that made Asuka, um, I guess maybe one of their parents is different. Maybe that's something we can infer if maybe they have two different. Maybe her mom lived. Yeah. Well, I know they show, this is maybe jumping ahead, but at the fourth one, you see her dad for like the only time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that has any significance. We can get into that. Maybe we can get there. Um, what's the key of Nebuchadnezzar? <laughs> What is that? I don't feel like they ever talk about that on the What's show. What's the what? The key, the key of, of Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, key of Nebuchadnezzar. No idea. Because I think, you know, in, in the original series, Kaji gives, like, Adam to Gendo, but it seems like in this version, instead of Kaji giving Adam to Gendo, Kaji is giving the key of Nebuchadnezzar to Gendo. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, what eventually makes Gendo... Abandon that, humanity. Like, that yeah. star face, because he's like, oh, I merged with the key. But, like, what is that? Like, I don't feel like they ever really talk about it. I feel like that that's the thing that I wanted to bring up with, like, uh, in the uh, in the previous movie, like, Adam, Lilith, whatever. Like, I feel like those kinds of things seem almost ir- irrelevant in this version, which is kind of not cool, I guess. But, uh, I don't know, like, honestly, it took, like, 10, 12, 15, 20 years to get, like, all the knowledge from the original series. I'm sure it's going to take the same time to redo it for these stupid movies, <laughs> you know? Because Nebuchadnezzar, who was, like, a, a king of Babylon, like, historically. So it's like, what is... Yeah, what was... Well, what did he do? Um, I don't know. I guess one of the famous kings. Um, And then I, I think, to your point, like, I love so much of this movie because it's leading up to bad shit, and I mm. love all the sweet moments between people. <laughs> Yeah, oh. I think I, I, I agree. Like, my favorite parts of Evangelion are um, when Unit 01 fights and all of the sweet slice-of-life filler. Those are my favorite parts. Oh, also, like, the machine. Like, the machines doing their thing. Like, There's yeah. a whole... The, you know that's, like, in anime and animation and, like, manga, there's, like, just the guy that you hire to do that. There's, like, just one guy that it's, like, oh, yeah, dude, he's doing, like, all the engineering designs. And he's, like, super famous, the one that did the... I mean, he's worked with them before, but he was, like, super famous. Every once in a while, I'll go on YouTube and I will, like, pull up some lo-fi. And, like, the the gif that you listen to the lo-fi to is just, like, um... What was the the blonde scientist's name? Ritsuko Katsuragi. Ritsuko. Um, she's like just messing with machines. That's that's just the game. Oh, yeah. She's like doing knobs and levers, and it's just so cathartic. It's relaxing. It it feels really good to just listen to your lo-fi and watch Ritsuko just touch mechanics. Very nice. That's all I wanted to say about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, to like the the to go along with the slice of life. So like, Oscar moves in. And then I feel like we see parallels between, like, Asuka's doll and, like, Shinji's Walkman. Um, I wonder if some of their connection is, like, trauma bonding. Um, and then one of my favorite movie uh, moments is, like, um, we go, we get the class field trip to the aquarium. Um, you know, in this world, all life is dead, but then now they have, like, fish and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really, like, fascinating to people. Yeah. And then there's, like, new scenes of Shinji and Rei. And then everybody comments on, like, Shinji's cooking. And now Shinji's cooking for everybody, for Masato, for mm. Rei, for um, Asuka. so good. Yeah. Gross. And then I love these parallels of, like, Rei feeling like a caged fish. Because, like, you know, all the Rays in the LCL. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in, that was the movie where, like, 
wasn't that the movie where she was like in danger and uh, Shinji had to save her and she's just like it's fine there's other Asukas like she is very painfully aware that she is disposable um, imagine just kind of going through life knowing that you are that incredibly disposable but yet still in, still being that attached to Gendo <laughs> oh yeah that's like I feel like that's the thing of like by the end of this one you you realize that I never notice it. I feel like they I feel like again I feel like some things were like laid down. Uh but I never noticed like Ritsuko saying um after Asuka gets like like after the fight of Shinji with the Angel and the Ava, right? With the fourth one with the what is it, the Eva 4 that turns into an angel? Um, I think it's um, Eva 9. No, Eva 3 turns into an yeah. angel, right? Eva 3, Unit 3. <coughs> like, after that fight, which honestly, that fight is like with the music, like, din, 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 din. you have to play it in the background at some moment. Alright, I'll make a note. Um, yeah, you have to play that one at some moment, and also like the one from like the ending of this part. Um, the Eva 3 battle. In the. Ava one in the angel that the near third impact thing that is also a cute song Wait, which is the second part the song that plays during the fight of at the end of the second one. Oh, where you like saving Ray yeah so like when Asuka survives that and then like put him like in that coffin with like the cross and like all the machines and shit to like bring her back to uh health someone says like oh you think she survived and then again and i think ritsuko said something like she better she's like a very precious specimen and i was like i never think thought anything of it until i saw the fourth one and i was like oh shit you're like a fucking clone too <laughs> yeah it's just a new one it's like a, the 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 chikinami series and i was like oh and it's like Ray, I was talking with Max about this yesterday. It's like Ray is like painfully aware that she's replaceable, so she doesn't do anything to like. She doesn't care about her life at all. <clears throat> and like Asuka is the complete opposite. It's like, oh, I know I'm replaceable. I will be irreplaceable. You know, mm-hmm. I will make myself irreplaceable. Um, and then Shinji's like, I'm irreplaceable if you say I am. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all in his hands. Yeah. I don't know, like. Then um, yeah. So so we ha- we started having these like moments with like Shinji and you know these like day to day life and this is different than the original, right? Asuka goes and lays in Shinji's bed, which is I think happens in the original, but happens differently. And then like being really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, initially Asuka just calls Shinji coattails before she starts calling him idiot Shinji. Um, and then like all the school day moments. Um, so much more of the family. It feels like the three kids feel like a more family in this one. And it's like, again, like, all, all this sweetness, I feel like you know shit's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, uh, you know, Ray alone in her apartment, Mrs. Classes um, recalls the fish, Ray in the red tube room. Um, Gendo and Ray have uh, dinner together in Gendo's office. Um, Gendo sees Yui. Um, and I feel like it gives away the connection between. Ray and Yue, Yui so much sooner than the original series. Um, maybe because 
there's way more reveals. Like, they're just, like... And also, like, maybe, you know, knowing the viewer has already watched all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an interesting moment that I feel like isn't in the original series, but, like, when Kaji... Um, Kaji and Shinji almost have this, like, moment where Kaji goes in, almost kisses Shinji, asks for a date. Mm-hmm. Um, is there something there? Is there some additional feelings that weren't present in the show with Kaji and Shinji? I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of art online, but I... <laughs> <laughs> you know Route 34. Oh, God. I, uh, I think that Kaji was just messing with him. Like, he wanted to get a rise out of him. Kaji... I don't think that there was, like, anything there. I think Kaji just likes to make people feel... Um, he he messes with all of the girls and um, he he teases the guys. I don't I don't think that it was like I, I would like to think that it wasn't in advance at all. He's just kind of like hey, I want to show you my watermelons. Yeah, because so. yeah, he was trying to get with Rutsuko earlier and be like I turned off all the cameras. Yeah, and then Masato's watching them. <laughs> He's just like, please, like let's let's go garden. I wanna I wanna I wanna get a rise out of you. He just. He's just a, I don't want to say a troll, but he's he's that guy. He's just kind of like kind of an asshole. I, I'll love you and leave you. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you what Earth feels like. You want to taste my watermelons? I just want to see how you react. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. What do you think? Um, I don't know. When you're talking about, it, I was like, is Kaji a, a cancer? It's <laughs> 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 like cancer behavior, cancer male behavior. Um, I don't know. I mean, I was kind of curious. Wait, didn't we say, like, Gendo was a cancer? Is that what we said? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I... I feel like, like, the Kaji is more like, uh, Sagittarius. He's a Gemini. Okay. Oh, he's a Gemini? He's a 30-year-old Gemini. (laughs) Who, Gendo? Oh, Kaji. Oh. Ryoji Kaji. Of course he's a Gemini, because the creator is Gemini. (laughs) Oh, you think Kaji is the most like him? I feel like Shinji's like him. Oh, yeah. I feel like he's Shinji, right? Well, you can get the zodiac of all of them. Let's see all of them. <laughs> now I want to see it. <laughs> I, yes, while you're looking that up, I wanted to note that I recently read a uh, an article where this little, this like high school girl was interviewing um, the creator of Evangelion. And she's just kind of like, what's your least favorite part of Evangelion? And he said, Oh, I've seen that one. And he just looked at her and he smiled sadly and he's just like, the parts in which I see myself. <laughs> is, is he Shinji? Is, is his self Shinji? Like, what parts is that? Uh, like, it, it's probably the parts that reek of depression. Yeah. You know? Likely. <laughs> yes. Maybe, likely. yeah, maybe when he was like making the original series, he had like a lot of moments where he's like, I don't want to make this. Yeah. Why am I making this? <laughs> Nobody likes me. <laughs> okay, so this makes a lot of sense. Misato's a Taurus. I think we we got that one before. Right? Yeah. Uh, Ritsuko's a Gemini. Uh, Asuka is a Leo. Oh. Uh, is a Libra. Was he born? <laughs> Maybe he is Libra, you know? like <laughs> He is the entity of Libra. Gendo is a Scorpio. Ryoji Kaji is a Sagittarius. Oh, no, wait. This is like, which one would you be? According to your, I, <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. So then we we get these moments where um. I feel like Ray's happy, right? Says good morning to the class. Yeah. Um. Oscar is definitely getting jealous. Oscar, like as you mentioned, starts cooking 
because Ray is learning to cook, okay. because Ray's planning to have a dinner party in order for Shinji and Kin- uh, Gendo Ray to is, like uh, make up. Yeah, Ray is somehow doing better socially and is more popular than Asuka, and she's just like. Mm. Yeah, Shin- Ray's <laughs> starting to like become well adjusted, and I'm loving it. I said, "Oh my god, I'm loving this." Um, <laughs> Is that in your notes? Yeah, and then then yeah, we see Unit Four and Second Branch are vaporized, like in the original series, um, the North American branch. But there definitely feels like more humanity in the in the movies than maybe in the TV show. Mm. Yes, I wish there was a movie of them just hanging out in high school, just mm-hmm. just fan service, just Girlfriend of Steel. That's your game. <laughs> oh, that would be my game. I would yeah. love that. I There's love several that. Evangelion dating sims. Oh, I would. Love a fan service where like Karu's a student, everybody's in the same class, they're yeah. just hanging out. They go after school, play volleyball, go to the arcade, just you know, Sailor Moon shit. Like, <laughs> I would love Sailor Moon without the Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Yes, just slice of life. Oh, that would be so good. I, I will never have it, but it, unless I play this video game, apparently. So there's several Eva dating sims. So then we get this thing mentioned called, like, the Vatican Treaty, which it's, like, mentioned throughout the other movies, but uh, it's a reason that um, Unit 2 is stored, and then um, Asuka goes to Unit 3. Um, and then we have these moments between Ray and Asuka, which I feel is, like, a far extended conversation than in the show. Ray tells Asuka she can be happy with an Ava, lol. Um, Ray calls Asuka a doll. Um, they're both bandaged from learning how to cook. Um, Asuka asks Ray about Shinji. Asuka thinks that they're in love. We see Masato and Kaji out on a date. Um, Asuka is now the pilot of Unit 3. Ray leaves a message of thank you to Asuka. You know, again, this, like, sweet, sweet Ray. Everyone just seems happier. Um, we get we see more of the relationship between Asuka and Masato. It's also sweet. Um, Asuka is not nearly as angry as in the show. Um, and then this is when the shit starts happening, right? Emergency... Um, at Unit 3 testing, on the day of the dinner party, Unit 3 is taken over, the plug won't come out, becomes the ninth angel, and the show, this is uh, Toji, but it's happening to Asuka. Baton blue! <laughs> um, Gendo tells Shinji destroy, but knows Asuka's piloting, um, they try to use a new dummy plug, um, the music, cue the music, um, dummy zero one attacks Unit 3, the ninth angel eats and utterly destroys um, dummy unit one um, zero one eats crushes Oscar plug we see the rainbow right yeah I feel like now we start to see like those differences right like when in the series you know unit, if a unit one eats like the 19 angel I don't remember which one it was 17 18 and eats that one and here's like eating this one like way before mm-hmm um, and I love how like Ava Unit One stands up and is, like has like a big belly. <laughs> yeah, I love. See, that's one of the things I love too. I love like the the shift between like organic and machine, with the angels always becoming so like blobby and like bubbly, and then just so much blood when they explode. Like I love that <laughs> shit. I, I love the I love the shriek in the movie too, where they like hit the core or got really close to it, and the angels like. Mm. Um. And it happened twice, and it was so good. Was... Yeah, like the shriek that weird cube gave it. out. It was like, and then, and then, yeah, we see the rainbow. Shinji starts freaking out, threatening to attack HQ. What the fuck? Um, Gendo turns up the LCL. Shinji passes out. 
and then this, and then we see yeah, Shinji on the train um, with Ray and a younger Shinji. The Walkman is a relic of his father. Shinji's in the hospital for the third time, and this time with guards. And then um, the line that was already mentioned: Asuka is a priceless specimen. Shinji's arrested. Um, we have more of Shinji and Gendo interaction. Shinji throws away the Walkman, Misato and Shinji, um, before he leaves. And then Shinji's on the train leaving, right? A new angel attack. And then we see Mari in suit. And then on the moon, we see Karu in the suit of an Ava. He's like, it's finally my time or something, right? Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Um, yeah, then the 10th angel. And uh, Mari's in unit two. Um, unit one reject, rejects a dummy plug. Mari knows about Ava's. Launches secret code. Um, six, the six, beast, six. <laughs> right? Which is the first time we see this because it seems like right, like in the original series, like you only went into that mode when like UA took over or whatever. But now you're able to like dial it in. Um, Mari possessed by the beast of Unit Two, um, beast state purged of humanity becomes berserker. Um, Ray Unit Zero charges the tenth angel with a missile. So Shinji won't have to pilot Ava again, right? Like, Ray, so sweet, looking out for um, Shinji. And this is, uh, and then the angels inside the Geofront, right? Mm-hmm. This whole movie, <clears throat> um, uh, Asuka is just like, don't worry, I got it. I'll protect you. I'll handle it. It's mine. I got this. It's me now, kind of thing. And I was just like, get it, Asuka. And, or not Asuka, but get it, Ray. And um, Ray, she really delivers. At some point, they have to do like a three-way mission, and everybody's mad about it. But like when Asuka and Shinji can't handle it, Ray comes in and she's like, "Boom! I held something. I'm holding something that is like was running around at the speed of light. Attack it now! I got this. I got you." <laughs> yeah, like Ray's so sweet. I this version of Ray's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And then um, yeah, Mari Unit Two, the Beast crashes in the shelter, finds Shinji, picks Shinji up. Tenth Angel eats Unit One, merges with Unit One. Oh my God, what the fuck! Um, destroys the black the black pyramid. Shinji gets back to pilot Unit One. Shinji confident and yells to pilot. He's like, I'm right now. I want to pilot right because he's run away. Now he comes back. Um, Tenth Angel gets all the way to the control center before Unit One comes and fights back. Runs out of power. Reawakens. It's all red and shit. Shinji tries to save Ray from the safe. Um, Tenth Angel says others can replace me. Music starts, transforms into divine entity, pure energy combining heaven and earth. Oh my god, just oh my god, I'm crying, holy fuck, oh my god. <laughs> Giant red blood ray, unit one, awakening trigger, ray and Shinji, massive explosion, new life form, death of all previous life forms, start of third impact, a bunch of exclamation marks and question marks. Um, yeah. End of the film. <laughs> well, there's a prose credit, but like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, well, let's talk about that. Did part. an impact actually happen, or did it like start up and then like dissipate? I feel like in the future films, they sometimes they call it a near third impact, and sometimes they just call it a straight third impact. So I don't know. No, I think it was like a near third impact. It was kind of like in the series when uh, the angel, uh, the light, the ring, the light ring angel penetrated Eva Double Zero. It was like I can't let go of it because if it goes, if I let go of it, it's gonna like eat you, mm-hmm. right? And like, Ava Double O consumes it and turns into like a ray of light. It's like it was starting, you know. It's like a, it's like the a, a, a not a near impact, but it was like a kind of like start trying to start up, like, you know. It's like trying to start and it gets closer every time. 
And I think in this one, it was like, uh, uh, I think it's like a near, I thought it started the third impact and then I saw the third one eventually. And then I saw the whole fucked up world. I was like, oh, it did happen. But then years later, I realized there was like a post credit scene. And I was like, oh, it got stopped, right? So I think it was like a near third impact and like a shift of power happens or something. But yeah. I think I th maybe maybe an impact did happen because if the third movie is a sequel, everybody's, you know, jaded and more serious. They're just kind of like, we can't go through this again. I mean, like, impacts mean that all life dies, right? Or does it mean that it's Well, because I think the second one wiped out half of the human life and all of the animal life. Mm -hmm. And then I think this one wipes out half again. Do you know how much is wiped out after this one? But luckily not, like, Asuka and Misato. No, and... this one was, like, planetary. It was, like, it was, like, fucked up good. Because if I remember correctly from, like, the landscapes of, like, the third movie, I think there's a scene where, like, Kaoru takes Shinji and looks at the mess that he made. There's like a mouth. I don't know if you were able to see. There's a mouth that's like, and then like the camera pans down and you see like this rotating moon very close to Earth, and then like pans down, and then you see like these weird mountains, and then you realize that it's like, um, like a a mouth that's like this <laughs> in the in the planet, and then it keeps going down, and then you see someone's eye. And then the camera keeps panning down, and then you go into the black of the eye, and that's like um, where the failures of the infinite are, and like all these. It was just like a very cool thing to see, but I think like it got fucked good, like it got like destroyed really good. But I, from what I understand, like in that fifteen minute, that fifteen minute, in that fourteen year gap, Kaoru stopped it, and like I've read some theories that like Kaji and Kaoru took over Nerf. Or something like that, and or uh, while well, Kaji was doing wheelie or something, and there was like something going on, and then like the whole breakup of like Gendo just like going full fucking anime villain, I guess. I have no, I honestly from this point on, I have no fucking clue what <laughs> happened. I just really enjoyed the ride. Yeah, so this post credit scene is Karu in a Spears Unit 1. Yeah. And it, like, stops it. I think they bring it up at some moment, like, the the gates of Golf were open, and then, like... Yeah, they say ah! that, and I'm like, they, they... Another thing that maybe we don't get an explanation on, I was like, what are these, like, gates of Golf or whatever? Oh, that's where, like, all the souls are. Oh, okay. Um, other, other comments or talking points about the last fight... Shinji breaking all the rules, pulling a Neo in the Matrix to save Rey, um, the Walkman. Um, any feelings around that? Well, you can't let two cute girls die in one day. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I completely understand where Shinji's coming from. He's just like, I killed one girl today <laughs> on accident, of course. Um, the, the dummy did it, but uh, you yeah. understand that <laughs> Rey is so important to me. So I'm going to defy physics to save her and it, it felt really um revolutionary girl lieutenant to me um i haven't seen it huh? but i heard it's really good okay well at the end of a revolutionary girl lieutenant there is this scene where there is a girl who does not want to be saved and she's 
Um, she's covered upon layers and layers and layers of just stuff. Swords, very sharp swords. And then Utena's like reaching, 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 reaching. She like reaches for like six minutes and she's, she's pierced by all of these swords and it's very painful, but she's like, yeah, you've got to come with me. And, and um, uh, Mia is just like in this dark pit, just kind of like, no, it's fine. Just let it go. And this was um, made in the 80s, if not very early 90s, but I'm pretty sure it's an 80s anime. Um, and there, it's kind of a lesbian anime, and um, I, I feel like maybe they drew a little bit of inspiration from Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant, and just kind of like made it straight and a little bit more sad. <laughs> but um, it felt it felt like that scene from Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant, and Shinji is Utena, and um, Asuka is Himemiya. They say they don't say the same thing, but they they you know they they mean the same like i'm gonna save you even if it hurts me and everyone else and the other one's just kind of like i'm replaceable i'm a curse i'm not like don't don't save me just leave me here it's fine nobody cares i don't care and they're like no i'm gonna save you anyway so yeah that's uh i i had feelings about it they they may have uh leaned on that a little bit that's that's all i have to say about that though <laughs> oh yeah i mean i thought i was my jaw was on the floor for <laughs> good portions of it. I I didn't know. Also, too, even though like I'd only seen like this series once, I felt like it felt like such a shift. Or yeah, like a world that felt so locked in to see all these like new advancements or like these characters like having new experiences was still just like blowing my mind. And also, too, like because of this podcast, I feel like we've poured over so many details of the series that now like seeing all this new shit that I'm like barely able to even keep up with what any of it fucking means um <laughs> <laughs> like uh I remember the first like I like I said I originally thought it was going to be um I did not watch the the first two movies when they came out I watched them I think a year after the second one came out and I was like oh okay cool oh so the first one I was like oh it's gonna be like a weird remake Okay, cool. Then I saw the second one. I was like, "Oh, it's like a lot of changes." And then like the fucking third impact starts. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, and then like the way like the Ava one is animated, just like like all these lines just like moving and like this weird circle upon circle upon circle, just like like opening up. And I was like, holy shit! And then I was like, realized that oh my god, she's like, you do something, you're damned. You don't do something, you're fucking damned. Like you can't. You do not you're like you're doomed to not make the right choice or like whatever choice you make. Right, because he's like a pawn in other people's game. Yeah, for, you're for this like thing. you're like a pawn and you don't even know it. And like whatever thing that you do, is like progressing this other person's plan. It's like that's when it made me like sad in a very different way. When it's like him being proactive and like doing all these things. Like you're doomed, kid. Like mm. you're gonna fucked up no matter what. Yeah, like a Shinji that doesn't care, a Shinji that does care, still leads to the same result of like, yeah. fucking and the world annihilation. <laughs> yeah, no matter what choice he makes. No, they're like it's all up to you, Shinji. But we're not gonna be happy. Don't with let this choose. kid anywhere near a fucking Ava. And, <laughs> and I love how that, how that I remember because like throughout like 
30 20 years like the meme has been like getting the fucking robot shinji right that's mm-hmm. like being the meme and then the third one is like get out <laughs> get out of the thing and then that's a segue to the third movie get the fuck out of don't the touch robot. robot we want you right here don't do anything don't say anything don't look at aneva just sit in your room and then he leaves the room <laughs> yeah and then he has like a very cute choker um, <laughs> no, I like that. I like the chokers. It's yeah. a nice fashion statement. Uh, but it's a, what is a deification security system? That's pretty gnarly when it, it goes like, off. I was like, okay, <laughs> you you get emotional in that robot. I'm blowing your head off. Mm-hmm. Can I take like 60 seconds to gush about parallels between Evangelion and Persona 5? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, so, this is your moment. It's my mind. My say moment. it, uh, say it to like, uh, uh, bring it up and type of song that you want so for the persona franchise fans out there um i have been doing a little research i was watching the evangelion movies recently and i noticed that um shido uh, masayoshi masayoshi shido from persona 5 the big bad villain of persona 5 you know the the second most um has a lot of parallels to gendo and like they both have the orange glasses they both have um you know bastard sons who um they forced to kill and um they 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 look alike they act alike and i and i have to say that i think that um the creators of persona might have pulled from evangelion a little bit they're just kind of like okay we need a bad dad we need the worst dad gendo and so they they go ahead or I'm just, this is just my headcanon, of course, but um, I'm thinking that they they based Shido's design very heavily on Gendo. Um, they have a lot of the same motivations, and um, like somebody was just like, at least Gendo loves his wife. Shido doesn't love anybody. <laughs> but I'm just like, the game, the Persona 5 game, never told anybody who Shido loved. Shido could have loved somebody. Um, but it wasn't important to the plot. They never got into him. They they didn't want to give him any kind of redemption arc. He was just like the the irredeemable big bad, and they didn't want to make him relatable in the least. But I think that Masayoshi Shido's design was pulled heavily from Gendo. And I have been doing research for um, Shinji Ikari and Akechi. They also have a lot of parallels. I just found out that they're both Geminis, and their birthdays are about <laughs> four days apart. Um, they both have these bastard dads that only utilize them for, you know, their their own personal goals. Um, Akechi in Persona 5, he is forced to ki- his dad forces him to kill. Um, Shinji also has a, or no, um, both Shinji and Akechi have dead moms. Um, they, they both kind of grow up unsocialized and like the world, the weight of the world is on their shoulders. And um, by no means is, like, well, I, I don't think that Akechi's design was pulled from Evangelion. I think he was actually pulled from Death Note, his design. Um, but at the, at the same time, like, the, uh, the, the Goro Akechi and the Masayoshi Shido uh, d- son-father dynamic is really close. Really, really close to Gendo and uh, Shinji Ikari's dynamic and like if you are a fan of Persona 5 and Evangelion like me um, I just wanted you to have this gold nugget so that you can giggle about it with me in spirit 
Oh my god, he does look like him. He has like the orange glasses. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Masayoshi Shiro, he just looks like Gendo, but bald. I was just like, holy. <laughs> yeah, they even have like a similar like beard. Like They have the similar beard. They have the same orange glasses. Um, they're both powerful men who can... Um, like destroy or save the world on a whim and they both have you know again as i said bastard sons that they forced to kill for them to further their cause and they both are shit to their sons absolutely <laughs> and um i'm you can you can hear me smiling i'm very excited about this and i'm a very big persona fan but yes um yes i i just wanted to note this before we got into movie three <laughs> so yes that is that's, that's my contribution to today Oh yeah, and I have to check out this game <laughs> and see what's up. Please, and then text me about it. <laughs> just live tweet me, just kind of like, Nikki, I just put the game in the console and then I will like send you a vault of A's, <laughs> you know. Level this one, get friend with this one, fall in love with this one, fuck that person. It's going to be like a tutorial and uh, which relationships to make, I guess. Oh yeah, I'll help you out, no problem. Persona is my shit. I'm so bad at those games. Ava, <laughs> Ava three. Ava three. 3.0. Don't don't get in the robot. Don't get in the robot. Oh, it's me. It's me. Okay. <coughs> oh yeah. Oh, God damn. <laughs> I didn't know I was gonna have to read. <laughs> I don't. No, I normally come here to talk, not read. Okay, one moment, please. I'm getting there. Evangelion 3.33. You can not redo. Shinji wakes after 14 years aboard the battleship AAA Wonder, belonging to an anti-nerf organization founded by former nerf members. Shinji hears Ray boys coming from Ava Mark 9, sent to rescue him. That sentence is weird. So he leaves Wonder and heads to nerf. Kaworu Nahisa shows Shinji the transform land. He learned that saving Ray triggered the near impact that caused a catastrophic damage to Earth. Thank you, Dude, like all the turns are just there. Like you never like when I started watching, I didn't know it was like fourteen years. Mm. It was like all the turns are there, like the wonder, and then like at the anti nerve, and like all the things, and then like oh, you're gonna hang out with Kaoru. That's a terrible synopsis. Everybody's older though. Yeah. Everybody except, except for people who have touched LCL are older. This is yeah, that's wild, and that's like one of the things I'm very interested in is like these twenty eight year olds and fourteen year old bodies. And what that means. Um, so yeah, the movie starts with one-eyed Asuka in Unit Two falling to Earth with Mari fighting an angel. Like, what Wait, the fuck? can I just say something before you start? I have to say that opening sequence was so fucking unexpected and it's so fucking badass. It was like such momentum, so much weight, like the gravity and like the movement of like the the fucking cables and like like how it. I think it's incredible how they were able to pull all of that force and strength and like momentum in animation and it's so cool the music is really cool like i just love that there's like three or five sequences in this movie that i really 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 like and that is one of them max you have the floor thank you um what the fuck is going on (laughs) shinji's captive in some military base Shinji, I, this is, I, I'm trying to remember what specifically, but I'm wondering, like, Shinji's a clone? This made me, there's something that made me wonder that. All these new characters, Captain Kataragi, is it a demotion? Is this a different world? Um, they say a nemesis attack. 
Um, a lot of people are still learning their jobs. Unit 2 improved. So then we have these, like, I don't know if they are, but they're pillars of light. They have giant eyes. Are they angels? Are they some angel extension? Oh, hey, one of the crew is a brown character. They're the first and only brown character <laughs> in the entire series and movies. And the I guy, feel like... The guy with a beard? No, there's, like, a woman. Oh, yeah, the woman. There's a woman with brown skin, and I feel like... Pink hair? Um, I don't think she has pink hair. I have to remember now, but she's the only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then she barely like has, like, any bridge. parts. Yeah. And then trying to get a ship to fly under angel attack. Wonder, ship to slay God. Short hair, Ritsuko. Ritsuko, who gets a haircut. I guess in the 14 years. Stuff can change. Um, she looks good. Unit 1 is the main power core of Wonder. That's something I was wondering about. Uh, yeah. Shinji. Oh, yeah, this is something they say later. But Shinji's sink rate is 0%. But then later we find out it's infinite. Um, <laughs> DSS choker on Shinji. So Unit 1 doesn't awaken. Um, Toji's little sister is now a medical officer. 14 years out cold. Asuka's now 28. Oh, still 14. Um, no, no Ray. Um, Shinji's Walkman still around. Mari's in Unit 8. Another um, sequence that I love is the bringing off of the Wonder. It reminds me a lot of, like, like all these mechanical things moving and, like, levers being moved and, like, readings being read out loud and then saying go and then, like, activate and, like, ready to go and, like, Wanda! Hanjin! And then, like, amazing song just starts playing and then they fight the thing. That's it. That's all I want to see. I love that sequence. And then, yeah, we hear Ray's voice and then Unit Zero comes to take Shinji away. Um, we find out that the anti-nerve is, uh, spread out, or spelled Willie, but it's like, I think it's pronounced Villa. Mm -hmm. um, is an anti nerve. What the fuck is going on? I don't know. Like, uh, I have no idea what happened. Is do we think time jumps are a cop out? Um, That's a good one. I think that there was an impact, and um, the story stops when Shinji stops, and the story starts when Shinji wakes up, and so Shinji was out. Um, due to the impact, he's asleep for 14 years, but everybody else's lives kept going. And he wakes up, he's still basically the same person, um, you know, so that the audience can connect with him and like, but he's in this new world and he, we are, as viewers, I think we're supposed to feel as uncomfortable and surprised and as, you know, disappointed and sad as he is about the setting. Um, like, he's our segue into the world, and the world is, like, so different, and it has gone on without him. Like, um, a lot of people get fear of missing out when they when they think about death, and they're just kind of like, if, if I die, I will uh, miss out on so much, Every, everybody will forget about me, time will go on without me, and, you know, just, like, everybody will be continue living their lives without me. And he woke up to a world where that was absolutely true. Um, everybody lived their lives without him and um, this is a world without him for 14 years and he's stepping back into it and he's seeing basically what happened what would have happened if he had died but he's able to like come back and witness it and it's jarring for the most part mighty anything to, to say? add on that no, I'm just, I was confused as shit. Oh, um, me too, man. I and remember. again, I was like, 
I know I had made the note like about Shinji being a clone. Um, oh, is Shinji a clone? I don't know. There's something that uh, something that happened in the initial part that made me ask that question, but I can't remember specifically. That would be interesting. I hadn't even what thought it was. about that. I just yeah, I just thought he had just like a 14 year slumber. Um, yeah. yeah. What do you think? Um, if like time jumps are cop outs, um, yeah, sometimes. There's like some weird theories on why it's it's so wild. I think uh, this movie was in production and uh, the studio was close to where a play where a play it was close to one of the um, uh, cities that were affected by the tsunami. So a lot of people think that. Sorry. A lot of people think that um, another movie, like half a movie, got lost, and they didn't want to redo it, so they decided to like fuck it. Let's just do like let's just go wild, like do something whatever, right? Half a movie got lost. Yeah, like have that's what they say, and like everyone's always denied. Like, no, nah, that's not what happened. We always wanted to tell this story. I was like, well, this story is fucking wild. I don't know why you wanted to do that, um, but uh, yeah. It, I, yeah, sometimes I do feel like. They are a cop out, and unless it's like a really well planned out, at least like for me, I think like a time jump satisfactory in that either is like fuck all the main characters before the time jump, like it, that's what I would like I would have loved like fuck Shinji, fuck me, fuck everything, and then it's like a whole movie of just like people surviving. Uh, I would have loved that, but I know that's not happening. This has to have robots punching <laughs> things, right, or like shooting guns I guess in this new new Ava universe they're no longer like melee robots which is was the original thing they just shoot guns now um but yeah I just had a thought yeah what um you know <coughs> in this world 14 years have gone since Shinji was around and Shinji is about 14 right mm-hmm. so it's like Kaoru was basically new when he got there right before that so they're like the same age now um shinji was like frozen in time for a bit and kaoru got to live for about 14 years without him and they're meeting at like the same age and while everybody else is like has aged out of um relation with shinji um everybody's like old and crotchety and then there's like kaoru who has who is young and has found beauty in this like fucked up post-apocalyptic world and um shinji is like i like the way you look at things and i can relate to you i mean like kaoru he kind of pops into existence as like a, a fairly well-rounded preteen, but i'm just i'm just thinking about like the the time of this the the timing of it all that's kind of interesting like is he going to go hang out with like a 28 year old Asuka or is he gonna go hang out with like a 14 year old um Kaoru yeah 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 so then yeah we see Shinji in the same old hospital but this time we see Rei in a black in black outfit um the geophone still exposed Nerve still destroyed from the last battle um we see Karu playing piano at Nerve and the Nerve wreck next to the tree we see old Gindo we see that the Avas have gone all the way to Unit 13 now. Um, that Nerve's still a wreck. 
Um, we see Ray in a curtain room. Um, not the number nine on her suit, a different Ray. Um, and then we get this like long period of Karu and Shinji together, right? Karu and Shinji playing piano. Shinji's new friend, children with predetermined fates. What does that mean? Why are they still wearing school clothes? Like, why is that there? Like, if I'm not in a plug suit, I'm wearing my school <laughs> uniform. Like, you don't have anything else to wear? Because everybody wears them and they're relatable. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Everybody uh, to wear it. Yeah, it's like... Uh, uh, it's a, that's their character, I guess. Because even in the other in the, the other movie, like, when Ray's, like, becoming a human, like, working with the ladies in the fields and, like, finally puts on some other clothes, it's still just her school uniform. It's like... Oh, but anyway, we'll get there. Um, then all these cute Shinji and Karu moments, um, watching stars, Karu leaning over, um, Toji's shirt, getting the Walkman back, um, Shinji finally asking about the city and his friends, um, and they go to check out, and then that's when they check out the post third impact. So yeah, what do y'all think about these like Shinji Karu moments? I love them. Is <laughs> <laughs> what I came here for and what I stayed for. I'm a I'm a shipper. I ship it. But um, it's it's beautiful and sad, um, seeming as how Shinji finally like find in the movies specifically, like not in the manga whatsoever. But in the in the movies, um, Shinji finds somebody who he can relate to. Um, Kaoru arguably makes him happy for like the first time ever, and um, Shinji smiles for the the first time. And Kaoru immediately dies. But, like, we'll put that on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to, like, make, like, connect what I have said before. <clears throat> but um, I love these tender moments between um, between Kaoru and Shinji. Like, Shinji has not really gotten very close to people. Like, he has acquaintances and he maybe has friends. But, like... He hasn't gotten close to anybody like he's gotten close to Kaoru, not even Masato. Like, I think Shinji feels like he needs to take care of Masato, and um, at some point he's even asked to take care of Masato, straight up. Mm -hmm. And um, But when it comes to Kaoru, Kaoru is just like, I've found beauty and I want to share it with you, and Shinji's just like, you want to share something with me? That's new, yes. And they go, and they do it, and, like, they live, and they love, and it's it's really great. I wish I wish they could hold hands about it, you know? I, I wish that they would actually go there in the anime, in the, in the movies. I wish they'd let them have that, but nobody can have anything, because <laughs> it's Evangelion. But I wish yeah. that they would let them. I think, actually, in the, in the original series, I think that they got to hand-holding. Yeah. In, a in, in the bath, in the mm -hmm. bath. but um, oh, it was so good, and it was so it was short lived. But um, Shinji really got a thrill out of it in the movies, and he's just like, I hold a boy's hand today. I feel so alive. I'm happy. I'm smiling. I'm listening to music. I'm bobbing my head. I like. I feel. I feel not dead. I feel at all. And um, I I want I want Shinji to be happy so much. It's like. It's one of those medias where the it's like a series of unfortunate events. Like the protagonists are so miserable and have so much potential all like the whole time and then they get so close to happiness but it's yanked away and they're like stay tuned for the next 
one, will they be happy for the first time? We know that you're emotionally invested. It's it's really good um, emotional stakes, and it keeps me watching because I'm going to, you know, watch until I see Shinji actually happy. He's been miserable for so long, and I want to see him be happy. And um, he got close to it, and it's it was thrilling. It was thrilling. Like, just throw me a bone, please. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think those are that's those are really good points. I think um, that's the only relationship that like Shinji has with somebody that feels like they they have their shit together. They're not like fucked up over something, and they're not. And then all these other relationships like give Shinji this like <clears throat> pain or like trauma <laughs> or like here un- you go some information Obli- to fuck you up. Yeah, but yeah, then Karu, yeah, Karu's the one that gives them like love and wonder. Mm-hmm. He, like Karu's like. I choose to be here with you. While Asuka's like, I guess I'll be here with you. And Ray's just kind of like, we're related. And so it's like... <laughs> um, I'm your mom. And your mother, get in the robot. Um, and yeah, Kaoru's just kind of like, hey, I would actually go out of my way just to hang out with you. You, you I, I'm not asking anything of you. You don't necessarily have anything to offer me other than your presence, but that is enough. You're enough. And Chi-Chi's like, oh, I'm going to hang out with you, okay. I learned how to play the piano. I'll yeah, I think that's, like, really beautiful, especially, like, here in this, like, broken, dead world. Mm-hmm. We get these, like, all these, like, tender moments, and it's almost like it doesn't matter that they're happening in ruins or that, like, the world's, like crumbled around them they're like please studio just give me an entire movie of fluff i'm begging you after making me watch all of this misery for a decade just okay not a decade but uh, ruben ruben ruben's decade <laughs> <laughs> me for my like two years that i've been into evangelion yeah ruben's a shinji with a 14 year gap <laughs> i mean i did wait it for like eight for this last one nine maybe mm-hmm. Ugh, it was annoying but then again i feel like i it, it was worth to see uh, the, the creator of Evangelion versions version of Godzilla. That was like totally worth it. Like it's in, it's an incredible Godzilla movie. Um, so yeah, like between the second one and the third one, he made a new Godzilla movie, and it's the man know his genre. You know, he knows his genre, and um, he update he like updated what Godzilla is and and re- married very specific to um, Japanese uh, culture based of like what Godzilla could represent now stacking onto it uh, onto the history of like radioactivity and like radiation and atomics um, yeah like one of my favorite things about like Kaoru is like he doesn't get like a case of the night case you know he's not like there's never an implication that he like likes girls or anything like that it's like oh, rah, rah, rah. but hey last night i was with this girl you know it's like you know mm-hmm. like when they do that thing where they uh like overcompensate or whatever no like they do a line to like just make it clear like he's not gay he has a case of the nut case right it's like from the guys from like red letter media mm-hmm. so it's like they just it's like a throwaway line just to like know like oh he's not gay you know he's like super straight and for with Kaoru and I feel like even with Shinji even though we have him like weird interactions I just think Shinji's like a weird kid that doesn't even know what the fuck he wants (laughs) so he may kiss Asuka and then be weird about it or like 
wanted to choke her, or like mm. whatever the fuck, right? Can't decide. Yeah. He was like, I love her. I hate her. <laughs> and then he's like, I wanna be you. You know, it's like, um, so it's like all these things that I really like, uh, and I think that uh, in this movie, like, I know, like, you all like. Like, oh, yeah, it's really cute. I honestly, I don't give a fuck. I just want to see <laughs> robots fucking punch each other. Didn't he, like, masturbate next to Oscar in a hospital bed at some point? Yeah, <laughs> in the, at the end movie. That was, like... Jeez. Being yeah, 14 like, is wild. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> mean 14 is wild. Damn. That's the funniest shit I've ever heard. I mean, like, he felt so guilty, but I'm just kind of like, bruh... I'm sorry that happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I like don't even necessarily blame you. It's just it's just sucks all around for everybody. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that is like something that these movies have a very different feeling. It's that in the original series, the feeling of the world being fucked up, even though you didn't see the ruins, you could see it in the relations, right? That's something that I always love about the original show. And this one was like it was a fucked up world. But there's like a little bit of hope, right? And that is like why the near third impact even feels worse, right? Like, and like I feel like in the end, when the third impact starts, it's like, well, yeah, this world is fucked up. I mean, they're supposed to be at a dinner party, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like these little differences and like attunements <clears throat> to the story, I feel like add a lot more weight to like all the consequences of like these fucking with these clone gods and shit like that you know so um i mean i love like the the scenes between like kaoru and and shinji i don't like him a lot i'm like yeah just get fucking the robot i was just like go and do some stupid shit love it. uh just go <laughs> fight or like whatever i don't what there's good moments like one of my favorite moments is like when Kaoru takes him to see, like, the ruined world, and it's, like, that shot that I told you of, like, the mouth and then, like, the camera going into the eye and, like, all this shit. Mm-hmm. You should, if you rewatch them, like, put attention during that part, and you're gonna see, like, a mouth opening up in the world and then, like, an eye on it. It's kind of amazing. Sometimes I think that Shinji was straight up made for, or, no, Kaoru was straight up made for Shinji. Like, the angels are like, we can't beat these humans, we need, we need a trump card. So what if we made an angel in the shape of a human? He's a sweet little boy. He looks like a human, but he's not one. But he's going to bring about the end of humanity by getting closer to the humans by masquerading as one. Yeah. No, I definitely, like, I've always thought, yeah, the Karu feels like this on Shinji or this, like, mirror of Shinji or this, like... <clears throat> anti-Shinji. Yeah, anti-Shinji, counter-Shinji, if, like, Karu and Rei are, like, Shinji and Asuka or if, like... Karu is supposed to be this other Rei, or um, if Karu is supposed to be this like other Shinji, um, but I definitely feel like there, yeah, there is something there in this mirroring parallelness um, of them, um, but also yeah, maybe in opposition. Um, but yeah, then we get um, Fuyusuki is playing a game with Shinji, tells Shinji all about UA and Unit One and the Ayanami series. Shinji starts losing his shit. Um, we see a new Ava being birthed. Oh, wait, a note on that. Uh, they're playing the game, and I think Shinji makes a move, and then Fuyutsuki tells him, like, oh, you're going to lose in, like, 33 moves. 
just leave it at that. Keep going. <laughs> um, all right. So think, something to think about. And then time to pilot in Ava again, right? So at at uh, Vila, um, everybody's like, don't get in Ava. You know, don't do it. But here at Nerve, Karu's one is trust, one is affection. Um, and they want him to pilot this double plug Unit 13, right? Karu removes the DSS choker of Shinji. Karu and Shinji moments um, to co-pilot Unit 13. They're all synced up. Um, and then we have Ray and Unit 9 joining along. Um, it oh, seems like... Up? I think they're all, like, piloting yeah, together. Yeah, that's how they they have to pilot. It's like, remember the piano lessons. Mm-hmm. You have to get synced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then um, we hear that Lilith may have been blocked for the last 14 years. So that's why things have been maybe at a standstill. Nerve hasn't been able to um, to do that, to penetrate, to pierce. And has needed Shinji, or has needed this like co-pilot of Karu Shinji. Um, we see is a ground zero for the third impact. All these skulls, right? The floor is full of skulls. I love that shit. Um, something about Unit Six. Then the spears of Longinus and Cassius. Um, two souls, two spears. Um, but they need Shinji. Unit Two starts to attack Unit Thirteen, and then this is when we start seeing that there may be some hiccup. Karu starts wondering why the spears are identical. They are not the spears we need. Shinji removes Karu's controls and continues to go for the spears. So Karu like is like, oh yeah, I, this actually isn't like what the plan is and stops. But Shinji's like gung-ho or whatever. He's like fucking fired up and he still wants to do it. Um, not the spears we need. Um, he continues to go for the spears. Unit 6 is the 12th angel. Karu um, from the last movie, what the fuck. Karu is first and 13th angel. Captured um, by Zila, um, who are Zila, um, seven eyes, a snake and an apple, right, is their logo. And then we get the crazy shit, right? Fourth impact, opening rights, all hell's breaking loose. Unit 2 fights Unit 9, beast modes, Ray ejects, Unit 2 self-destructs to blow up Unit 9. Karu and Shinji moment, um, stabs self with both spears. Um, Karu's um, neck goes off. And after 33 minutes after that scene, that's when that happens. 33? Yeah. So he's like, he's like, oh, you're going to lose in 33 movements. And then like 33 minutes later, like he, his head blows off. Karu's head blows off. Yeah. So, Doors of golf. I, I just wanted to note that like 33 is the age that Jesus died. So like that's. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> Um, Doors of Gulf, what does that mean? Um, fourth impact reverted. Asuka rescues Shinji from Plug. Has to strong, strong arm him to do anything. Ray walks up. All three children again. They walk off. Um, so yeah, what do we think about that? The last part, the, the climax. And then um, I also have another conversation point about this idea of 14 for 14 years. Um, I For me, I love... like. Uh, I'm a big fan of the wonder. Like, I love, like I said, anything that is, like, I like it when there's, like, a team-based thing doing something. And one of my favorite parts of, like, the original show was, like, Maya, the guy with the long hair, and, like, the guy that had a crush on Misato, and, like, Misato and the board. And they were, like, doing, like, telling her things, like, oh, pattern blue, it's an angel. And, like, oh, yeah, the angel, like, all those readouts and stuff. And then they're doing that on top of a ship while they're fighting. I was, like, I'm crazy for this shit. You know, I love this shit. You know, I'm a big fan of, like, Battlestar Galactica and, like, anything that has, like, a ship or something. 
So I was like, whoa, I love this. And it's like also, it's like a fan service for like big fans of like uh, Hideaki Anno, which is like that ship is like the design is very similar to the ship of another anime he did back then. And both the theme songs that are played for that uh, fucking ship are used in that other old ass cartoon um so there's like a lot of things going on i love the ship i love misato just like i don't need pilots fuck y'all i'm just gonna use this ship that is meant to like what how do you say when you kill a god day e day side yeah like i have this dsi i'm gonna dsi these fuckers you know it's just like and i remember there's a scene where like the thing is like on its head and then like inside the ship is like misato like the shot is like upside down and she's like grabbing onto things i was like keep going i was like oh man she's so badass it's like i love like anything with the wonder and i love it that he's like shinji and like the ava 13 is like sending and it's like all white and like like ready to destroy the world and all of a sudden just like boom it hits like a truck and i was like okay put the fucking shields on there bouncing ammunition we're gonna stop this shit and i was like you know like you're not gonna stop it but the fact that they're still even trying just like it, i've just love it just like it's incredible i love that shit and then um uh, i love how uh, uh asuka is like it becomes she's very selfless now it's like she still like hurts that her ava is gonna get destroyed but like oh i need to do this in order for this to survive again i feel like mary's still not in the position that she needs to be that's something that i always felt like oh like she's she was always waiting for something for her to like spring into action um and i think we got that until the fourth movie uh i don't know what happened like i have no fucking idea what's going on in this movie kind of like i could explain to you the whole process of like instrumentality and how like the logic of it works and why it works and all everything but this one i was like i don't know know what the fuck's going on right i'm waiting for all the ava other ava geeks to like figure it out and (laughs) add it to the (laughs) ava geeks wiki Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i um i don't i don't have much to say on this one it's been a while since i've seen the third movie like i watched the first two in preparation for this It, that 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 part is kind of kind of far away from me. But yeah, what do we think about? Is there a significance to fourteen, them being fourteen year olds, as pilots? The fourteen year old gap, um, fourteen year gap. Is there anything to be read from that, oh. or just like their <laughs> lifespan has that amount of time has passed? Maybe with as many impacts as happening, maybe 14 years is a lifetime. Like, uh, Asuka's like a different person, and Kaoru is a different person, and the only person who is the same is Shinji, and that's only because he's left for a lifetime. Um, I think that this is a new generation, um, that the little sister medic, she's back, um, everything. And what I said earlier about, um, you know, Kaoru and Shinji kind of sort of being the same age now. Um, still stands in this section. So, man, I like. What about LCL mixing not age though? Like, it's the soup of life. It's the soup of life. It's just like stem it's cells bone or broth. whatever they like. It's Lazarus water. Yeah, regenerating your cells or something. Yeah. 
Um, um, yeah, I don't know about like the significance of being 14 for 14. Um, I mean, for Shinji's whatever, but for Asuka, it must be like frustrating as shit. It's like it makes me think of like vampire stuff, like yeah, you know, like, vampires that turned as like kids. Kristen, Kristen yeah. Stewart, what's her name? Dunst. Kristen Dunst, like mm-hmm. in like the interview with the vampires, like I'm like seventy or something. Yeah, Fuck it, I'm not a child. You Dakota know, Dakota Fanning in uh, Twilight. Yeah, it's like it must suck to be like stuck in a certain age. Um. Also, I think the new movie Eternals. There was a another situation like a Tinkleberry. Tink- Tinkerbell syndrome, kind of. Um, it, it's hard because those people can't date, or it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I think they. Um, in a, did, have you seen what we do in the shadows? The um, movie. I have not. There's like two vampires that are like underage vampires, and they, they just like spend their days feeding off of like pedophiles and stuff. Oh. That's good. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's kind of. Wow, okay, so they trap them and then eat them. Oh, that's pretty fucking smart. Yeah, instead of Chris Hansen coming out, it's fucking vampires with fangs. (laughs) Surprise! I'm just thinking, like, when you're 14, you get a a robot, and it's made for you, and it's painted in your favorite color, and you're like, I'm going to fight for the world, I'm going to fight for my country, but little did you know it's going to ruin your life. Like, not only with the trauma and, like, the, the... complete lack of being taught social skills and all of that you are going to be that age forever it was like not even fine print it was just nobody knew what was going to happen and so like seeing a grisly jaded pissed off 28 year old 14 looking Asuka is just like so interesting and I'm glad that they did it like she's still into video games and she she goes around perceiving everybody as they perceive her like she's just like you look at me you see a 14 year old don't you fuck her like she's she's so mad and it's it's really too bad that her life is ruined like where can you go if you look like her um just I guess yeah continue to be an ava pilot or fight fight nerve that's all you got you used to fight for nerve now you're fighting against nerve i love that turn i think like yeah because i feel like maybe if the world was like more normal they would have had like a lawsuit on their hands being like i didn't sign the paperwork or there was no evidence of this but now that there was no like infrastructure i guess they don't really have any recourse against um the organizations yeah or maybe it's just the the curse is just uh maybe like i would like to think that it stops after you stop piloting, you know? I, I would like to think. I would hope. I feel like it stops in maybe another way. But um, maybe that brings us to the fourth and final Ava installment of the Tetralogy. Let's go. Tetralogy. Tetralogy. Ava 3.0 plus 1.01. Thrice upon a time. The fourth and final installment of the rebuild of Evangelion. Masato and her anti-nerve group, uh, Vila, arrive in Paris, a city now red from core ionization. Crew from the flagship Wonder land on a containment tower. Um, so in the beginning, we get a recap of the previous movies, and then we see this like red-ass Paris and some machine doing stuff. Several ships. Um, we see Unit 8, Mari, um, all those plug suits. Everybody's wearing a plug suit now, it seems like. 
Um, we hear talk of some anti-L system, which comes back later. Um, then there's all these new nerve devices. They're not angels. They're not Avas. I don't know what they are. They're like four, four, four A's or four, two A's. Um, Mari's Ava is all bandaged and missing arms and has this like new tech, but it doesn't seem like Ava tech. It seems like other technology just added to Ava's. Um, then they then they somehow like contaminate or remove the contamination of Paris. Yeah, I love when she grabs the Eiffel Tower. She's like, "Excuse me, Eiffel." Yeah. She's like, Brass. And then um and then we get the opening credits and the three children are walking amongst the red Reuben. Um, Oscar and Ray Shinji are all bummed, and then that's when we see what the world's like now. We see Toji as an adult. We see Village Three. We hear about this organization called Credit. Uh, Wealthful support of Villa Cats now exist, so there you go. Um, class rep is Toji's wife. Ray sees baby for the first time. Ray realizes she can be her own Ayanami. Boat Boy is also growing up. I always forget his name. Also, Pin Pins. Yeah, there's all the Pin Pins. Um, and Shinji staying with Boat Boy and Asuka. Um, and then, of course, they still show Asuka's being naked. Um, several times off the nude showering yes, Shinji done bothered which I, I don't even understand that still that's weird like a 28 year old and a 14 year old body um, post near third impact yeah what do we think about the the new world that we find ourselves in in the fourth movie well I love the, the that whole everyday life in like this apocalypse and how they're surviving that one I feel like I could just watch a whole movie just on that I feel like the movies three movies you know it's like uh, like the first part would be uh, like that action sequence at the beginning then this that would be like a short which it was a short for a long time the, that was like something that they presented in like the anime expo in France like a few years ago. Oh, you and think that's France why they put it, it? Yes, put it in Paris. Of course, France, they don't, they love anything said in Paris. And Paris was like <laughs> all the French people like the shot is as like boom they yeah. shot from like underneath Eiffel Tower and Ooh, they la, la. were just like wow <laughs> they started like fucking screaming out. Um, so then like the second part for me was like. Uh, the, there's a whole movie that is just the 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 little city. What is it called? Like city three, town three, or village three? Village three. I would have seen a whole movie <coughs> on that, and then there's a second movie that is like the fight between like the angels, uh, the Avas, like Wheelie and Nerf, and then like the antimatter world. Right? I feel like there's like three different because they're every one of those sections is like completely different from the other it's like very hard to transition from one to the other I still don't know what that says uh, about the movies but that whole thing on village and like seeing Ray and like slowly like build empathy to develop like her own sense of decision and like want and desire and needs and and to enact upon them and then just seeing Shinji just like fucking bawling just like because I feel like I saw the third one so long ago I did not watch it before it was like he was like he fucked up the world woke up tried to save it his friend had exploded fucked it even more 
He's like, and doesn't even know where he is. Is like, what? He sh- this girl is not a Yanami. He's like, what the fuck is going on? So like, I like the fact that Shinji was like finally given time to like w- let it all out and just like be miserable and be with his own misery and like not having someone knocking on his door and like Shinji, you did great today protecting the city. You know, it's just like it was just himself, just like. Ball and just like ah! every time like something happened he would puke or something he was just like mm-hmm. going through it and I, I love that part like all of that village three I feel like I love the whole movie but I feel like these three different aspects they feel so different from each other mm-hmm. and I understood what was going on there you know that's always good <laughs> <laughs> did this Ray ever see war the Ray that we see in the beginning of the fourth one I think that's the one that yeah. was piloting in number three. Yeah. Do you think? Hmm. Yeah. Because I think it, there's only, she was just replaced from the one that dies or whatever happens to her in the start of the third impact. Yeah. Like, that's the sweet Ray that's cooking. And then this other Ray's like, what would Ray Ayanami do, right? Oh, oh, cute fact. Um, in the soundtracks, uh, in, in the original series, there was like, uh, there were, three Ray songs. It was Ray 1 song, Ray 2 song, Ray 3 song because there's three different Rays. But there were like three different variations on her theme, right? And then when these movies came out, uh, there was no Ray 1, Ray 2, Ray 3. It was Ray 4. So like uh, the one that we saw in the first and second movie is Ray 4 which eventually becomes... uh, There was no Ray 4 and then after Ray 4 there was a theme called Ray Q, which is the Q, like Ray with the long hair, which is like mm. Ray Quantum Ray, which is like every time they clone, like each Ray connects to that one. Like there's like, it starts to like develop that connection to that like Ray that exists. And that's core the thing. Ray or... Yeah, like Core Ray or like Quantum Ray. And that's <sighs> the thing that made me think is like there's this weird upper, lower realities or like parallels or like. Dark side is. Yeah, you know, um, there's like these weird things, um, and the one that we see here is the one that is in the fourth one. I don't know if they made more or lost more. I don't think they say, uh, but it's the same one from the third. So I don't know if that one has seen like war other than the fight from the third. Yeah, movie. you said that um, there was no right in the third movie, or. Or there was a Ray in the third movie. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she was hanging out with books or something. Or no, she she was getting the books stacked to her, but then she was like the pilot of Unit Nine in the black plug suit. And she was like, oh, and she was just like, yeah, she was just still yeah taking orders and helping out Karu and Shinji with their plan. Okay, I was thinking that um, a fourth movie Ray could have been a statement about the effects of trauma and depression like you see the juxtaposition between Rei and Shinji and Shinji absolutely cannot cope he can't talk to anybody he's just a bag of trauma and you see Rei who has not gotten as much trauma as Shinji and um, she's more well adjusted like she's seen a little bit you know supposedly of um, what he's seen but like she's going out and choosing life for herself but Shinji is um he's stuck maybe he has 
um, survivor's guilt. Maybe he just has severe trauma and depression and um, can't be around people. Um, hedgehog dilemma, maybe like I'm, I'm thinking that we're supposed to juxtapose these two young lives and um, like kind of compare and contrast and tear them apart because uh, yeah, Ray, Ray is doing Ray is doing good and she doesn't give up on Shinji until she has to. Um, but she she goes out and she chooses life like um, Kaoru did in the third movie. And um, Shinji is always having trouble choosing life and he just wants he just I don't know what he wants and I, I think that's also kind of the problem so maybe I don't know she maybe Shinji should choose therapy I think she like I think finally we got to know what Shinji wanted it's like I think even from the original series he just went in a world without Ava's you know he just wanted to like not have to do he that shit his, his parents yeah it was like I want my parents yeah, no, I, I, I'm wondering if, like, this, like, Ray habilitation has so much to do with her, like, surroundings. Like, Ray, for these last 14 years, has just been a nerve, this wreckage, and still around, like, Gindo, with, like, Gindo's lack of love. And now Ray's, like, in this village. She's um, around babies for the first time. She sees, like, motherhood. Then she's also, like, has, like, all these older women take her under her wing. And then I feel like she starts getting this, like, kind of, like, love and attention that she's never gotten at, like, Nerve or in this, like, you know, government science lab. Now she's, like, I don't know. I feel like what's the opposite of that is, like, you know, people in the fields farming. Um, <laughs> this, like, maybe, like, matriarchal energy compared to, like, whatever, like, Nerve being this, like, gendo patriarch cold science. Um, but, yeah, we see Ray farming, learning to be human again. Asuka's tired of Shinji. Attacks him with food while he lays around and cries. All the pin pins. Um, Asuka's always, when she's not in her plug suit, is always in underwear and a jacket, um, which I have questions about. Um, the ruins. Like what brand is her jacket? It's <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> no, because it's a cool jacket. Uh, um, but yeah, why she doesn't she doesn't wear her school uniform? I guess. Um, oh, that's cool. That's a cool observation. That she doesn't wear her school uniform. Yeah. Yeah. She's not in school anymore. It's not like she yeah, but Ray more is... like a child. But yeah. yeah, Ray turns into a school uniform. Shinji, when he's not in his plug suit, it's like wearing a school uniform, right? And Ray's the only one that's like, eh. But then again, she's the only one that's been living those 28 Asuka. years. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Ray gives Shinji the Walkman again. Um, food. Ray leaves, but Shinji finally eats. So Shinji's like hanging out in this destroyed building all the time. Um, being mopey um, but we see again I think all the sweetness is leading up to something unsweet um, so we're seeing all this Ray as a farmer learning being human but always in a plug suit it's like why are you wearing a plug suit to farm um, Ray's always visiting Shinji Asuka we see is spying stays jealous um, Shinji why is everyone so kind to me Ray it's because we like you thank you for talking to me um, everyone is trying to bring Shinji back to life. Then there's also um, this comment about these things called Wanderers, which are headless Avas. Can we pause? Yeah. I need a minute to cough. Okay. I'm sorry. That's no, fine. <coughs> Hot mic.
Yeah, so Ray wants a name. Ray wants to stay. Ray wants Shinji to give her one. Shinji starts coming back to life. He's talking more. He's doing stuff. Um, Ray has a weird moment. Ray finally changes, but it's just into the school uniform. Um, then we go to the credit site. We meet Kaji's son. We find out that Masato and Kaji had a son. Um, Cute. We still haven't seen Masato yet. Um, but yeah, that's wild, right? Uh, Masato and Kaji have a son. Oh yeah, isn't Masato just around, but she just doesn't see her son because she's also got hedgehog syndrome? Yeah, she's like, I'm busy saving the world, I don't have time to be a mom, I just have time to be like the pilot of uh, the Wounder. Yeah, Wounder. I don't want to be next to him because I don't want to give him something to miss. Yeah. But I'm still super invested in his life. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Sounds <laughs> like Gendo. to check in on her son. I'm pretty sure Gendo did not check up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Then we have, yeah, Ray crying, a red mark on her hand, how it feels to be lonely. She leaves a note that she wants to leave. She gives a Walkman to Shinji. Um, and then we see her plug suit go, turn back to white from black. Um, what the fuck? And, she just and then, um, yeah, she's talking to Shinji on that ledge that he hangs out with and then goes goes back to LCL. Confesses like of Shinji. And that's... The last we see of Ray, right? And then Shinji again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot that she confesses like for Shinji. Yeah. Or do you mean like or like like? Like. Like. I think it's like her way of like trying to be more human and say mm-hmm. like, I like you, you know, like as a person. I am interested in what you are, you know? Okay. <laughs> Something that has never happened to her before. Got it. And uh, I love like the tone of her voice and the expression of the little character and then she just like like a balloon it's like very ugh, it hurts that one hurt I, mm-hmm. like, I didn't like the Kaworu one was like I know it's expected to like Kaworu has to die apparently in like every loop like every queer romance in anime <laughs> <laughs> and in this one I was it was so unexpected to see Rei die I was like oh shit I mean she dies but before or like disappears or something. Well, this one her? felt yeah, it felt this different. One hurt. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah maybe not a... violent. Maybe like more voluntary. We had a whole movie to build up the emotional stakes and to become attached to everybody. Just destroy her at the end. It's good writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we get um, I believe her name is Sakura. Koji's or Toji's sister mm-hmm. wakes uh wakes Shinji up on uh Villa back on Villa all the crew hate Shinji um Mari has a book collection talks about uh Oscar liking Shinji um wonder we see is an arc full of all these like animals and creatures that Kaji started um I it wasn't clear to me how Kaji stopped the third impact but that's like mentioned yeah same um then there's this talk of a black moon, a fourth impact, the advanced Ayanami series, um, Gendo and Fusuki talking about Ray's lost form. There's a rainbow sphere, ground zero, reactivation of unit 13. Um, and then we start getting cues of an upcoming, maybe final standoff between yeah. Nerve and Ville. Um, every all the, all the uh, Villa members crew members are putting the armbands on the bandanas of future of remembrance 
um, new plug suits for Mari, new plug suits for Asuka, white plug suits. Um, Mari meets Shinji again. She's like, hey, you remember me? Um, big breasts and glasses. Right. <laughs> mode, right? That you? Um, farewell, Asuka. Asuka admits to a former crush on Shinji. Um, Shinji sees Karu. They're all at the South Pole, Ground Zero. We learn about the L containment field, the anti-L field. Wonder dives into the L containment field. Um, and then, honestly, I put this, like, I was like, honestly, fuck Fuyusuki. Why does he stay loyal? All just to see Yue again. Um, that's something I still can't wrap my head around, how Fuyusuke still saves so loyal and compliant to Gendo, um, even if he knows that Yue isn't in there anymore or... He seems like too smart to think, to believe, to have like um, Gendo's kind of like <clears throat> illusions of UA being around or whatever. Honestly, after three impacts, I kind of get it. It's like <laughs> it's, <laughs> you're you you know they're not there, but like the thought that they used to be or could be, or it's just kind of like. It's something. Like, after three apocalypses, <clears throat> any one thought, even if it's not real, that brings you joy, go for it. <laughs> go for it. Um, <laughs> I feel like the world's <laughs> been fucked over so many times. Yeah. What's one more? If, 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 <laughs> if you're thinking about a ghost and that ghost brings you joy, just stay loyal to Gendos. It's whatever. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy, dude. You do you. I would like to talk about Gendo at some point. Yeah, I think we're getting to that part. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just let me know when I can do it. Yeah, let's. Yeah, we're almost. I guess we are. We can almost talk about it. All those Ava units, two and eight, finally launched, destroying by the hundreds. Mock Avas is what I'm assuming they are. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know what the fuck. Gates going of on. Hell open, wings of light, a right, a nerve trap. Oscar goes off. I shit. Oscar has her eye beam scroll, blue pattern, and angel. Um, what wild unit two? The spear leaves. Unit thirteen wakes up. Gendo's plan all along was for Oscar to turn to Angel. What the fuck is happening? Um, Mark nine. Um, Ray's unit starts contaminating Wonder. This artificial recreation of uh, Lilith. Um, and then Gendo Masato. Um. Ray shoots Gendo. Gendo's brainless but still alive. Has merged with the key of Nebuchadnezzar. Um, Asuka and Ray specific for this moment. What the fuck is going on? And this idea that the second impact destroyed the seas. The third impact destroyed the earth. And um, the fourth impact destroys the souls. No, purified. Purified. What? Humanity will overcome the gods. Um... Shinji arrives, anti-universe, Mari going after Unit 9, Shinji stays the pilot, all crew wants to shoot Shinji, but shoot Masato, also is being tied to the core, Shinji and Mari, Shinji's sync rate is not 0%, it's infinite, um, Unit 1 versus Unit 13, um, this new spear, the Spear of Hope, and then finally, Shinji and Gendo have their conversation have their face off. Um, yeah, you want to figure this out? with your father. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> After so many movies in the series, you finally get to have a reckoning <laughs> with your father. Oh, am I allowed to talk about Gendo now? Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was just checking. I don't want to pop off the 
before I need to. I don't know what's going on. I uh, yeah, it's, it's I a don't lot. have anything to add. It's a lot of color. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to talk about Gendo. Um, for a long time, we didn't know what the fuck his deal was. I I don't know if it was in the manga or not, but like we just knew that he is a hit, like a an award-winning terrible dad his one redeeming quality is that he loved his life his wife once um like whenever i compare masayoshi shido from persona 5 to gendo they're just like at least gendo loved his wife like the bar is in hell Um, (laughs) (laughs) like i don't i don't think that's a redeeming quality i think i don't even think it makes him human i just it's just a thing that happens um like love is supposed to make him any better of a person um he's not but like for so long we didn't know what was up with gendo we didn't know what his deal was and then finally in the last movie gendo had a monologue we finally got to see what the fuck was up with gendo and it took years like a decade to finally get there and um what did you feel about the history that was revealed about gendo in the fourth movie like Gendo being like this loser kid and always like listening to the Walkman and stuff. Yeah. Um, I feel like it tracked. It made sense to me. Um, it made me feel like Gendo was kind of like a Shinji messed up, or like after Shinji like didn't get his love. Um, but Gendo seemed like to already like be like that. Um, but I don't know. Like I don't know if it like it gave me more like sympathy for the character just because he's like gone so far already that I don't. I didn't feel. Like it made his character's um, actions less deplorable, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what do you think? I don't know. I feel like just like if if we go see how the movies have changed and evolved, right? They've become like way bigger and like more actiony and everything. So it made sense like Gendo to be more active. Like even the fact that he in this one like writes an Ava and shit. It's wild to me. But he's fucking... I don't know, like... I never thought he was, like, evil or good. I just thought this was a man that was crazy with power and had, like... I don't know, like... If you were able to, like, clone gods and shit, what would you do, man? And, like, use them. And, like, you know that there's some weird knowledge you can do. Like, oh, yeah, you can do this shit. There's this weird ritual you gonna fucking do it. I'm like, yeah, no. Would you do it? Um, I don't know if I would use it. Like, I feel like he's using it for very, like, personal, um, selfish reasons. Like, for, like, one specific person. Um, I feel like I would try to, like, think bigger, I guess. Do you consider this a redemption arc? I can see how it would be. Like, maybe I could see how for some people they would feel that way, but it didn't function that way for me yeah me neither like i appreciate like i mean part of me was expecting him to like have some horrible end like what happens in the original one he gets uh his head bit off by um you know one like the torso up yeah. yeah so that like felt more fitting and then i was like oh he gets to like you know find ua and find the light and like find peace um, or Yue is just pissed off that she he neglected their son for 14 years and she's just like it's my time <laughs> 
Yeah. I asked you to take care of him and you didn't. The one thing, the one thing I asked you to do, and then you go over here in the world with robots and magic and shit. It's like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Just watch this guy. Just watch this kid. Watch the fucking kid. What's wrong with it? That is like one of the things that I like about this one is that uh, that change of like Dewey not being in the Ava mm-hmm. uh, and like uh, Gendok not being able to find her anywhere. It's like she's not even here. Like he went to like the antimatter universe, like this imaginary place, whatever the fuck it was, right? He was like, I can't find her even here. It's like, and then like it was such a cute beautiful ending because we always like kind of knew right it's like oh Jewie's in the Ava like he's always been there right so it was like a good change for me when he like in the Imaginarium he like hugs Chinji and I was like ah shit you know it's like you've been here the whole time right and I was like yeah you idiot like He's part of me. Like, can yeah, you see it? Yeah, hug your it? fucking son. Yeah, be an idiot. <laughs> and just like that, he's defeated, you know? Just like in that moment. And then, like, Kaoru's able to, like, take over. And I, I love... I, I find that very beautiful. One of the things that I said, Max, even before this came out, like, I think, like, a, well, we started doing this, I guess, a year, two years, I don't know. I was like, whenever the fourth one comes up, it needs to have a happy ending. It just fucking <laughs> has to. And everyone was like, nah, man, that's not Ava. Ava needs to be fucked up. I was like, no, it's fucked up to you because you're still a fucking child in your head. No, it has to be a happy ending. It has to be, like, happy. They have to, like, get something better than the last time of just, like, everyone just dying and a head being cut in half. And mm-hmm. The moon splashed with blood and shit. Yeah. I mean, because the moon still has that blood splash yeah. on it. So then the Golgotha object, yeah, as mentioned, the anti-universe visions... Um, the Avas are fighting inside of a set. They're fighting Taku Three. They're fighting in Masato's apartment, in the classroom, in Ray's room. Um, Nerve. Then this is the longest conversation Gendo and Shinji have had, um, from fighting to talking. Gendo wants to slay the gods. Wonders trying to make a new spear. Mention of a Black Lilith. Imaginary Ava. Um, all these headless rays. We find out that Mari's middle name is. Uh, Iscariot, which is like Judas Iscariot, and it's like, what's that about? Um, is she a traitor? Um, or some other meaning? Gendo and Shinji looking for UA, all the rays. Gendo afraid of Shinji. Gendo confesses anti, anti, uh, anti-socialness till UA. Um, the joy to the world song starts playing. Um, the Villa Spear. Instead of all this, you know, like I feel like the end of the series is all this like Shinji solo interior uh, introspection that we get like when he's deciding if he's gonna do the third impact or not but this time I feel like we get Gendo's visual introspection um, mm. and Gendo ultimately apologizes and finds UA again and then as mentioned Karu reappears My boy. <clears throat> and then I feel like what ha- again the same treatment like instead of Shinji's point of view we had Gendo's moment and then now we have Asuka's time um, we see Asuka's dad um, Asuka's on the shore and Shinji after the original third impact um, Shinji confesses feelings Shinji I've been here before many times um, Shinji's grown um, all the Karus each in a coffin a healed Shinji helping everyone right then all of a sudden Shinji clicks and he's like he becomes like Karu just like well adjusted and like really like <laughs> He able to like can see the whole game. Yeah, able to like deal with people and like meet them where they are. Um, Karu, the first and thirteenth angel. And now we see a long hair Ray. 
Um, and then Shinji ultimately wishes for a world without Ava's. And then Ray says, a neon Genesis. Hey, that's the title. <laughs> that's the title of the show. Um, Mom, UA, Unit 1 and 13, Karu. She got the titular line. <laughs> Karu, the first and 13th. Um, all these Ava cores turned back into individual souls. Oh, that made me cry. A world restored. Shinji sitting on the shore. And then who shows up? Mari arrives. Mari Iscariote. And then we see Karu and Rei at a train station, um, living life, normal, happy. The world's restored. And then we see Mari and Shinji. A grown-up Shinji, right? A Shinji that looks 28. He's got um, a desk job. Yeah, are they a thing? <laughs> are they a thing? And then it ends them with like being cute and like running up some yeah. She takes like subway the, stairs. The assist choker. Together, yeah. If they get together, she is absolutely the top. And then end. Maybe he turns into a top. Uh. Maybe she's like one of those that presents as a top. She's like a super bottom. I've encountered so many of those. Okay. And then end. And I was like, this is disappointing. End. So what do we think? What do we think of that ending? All the all the shit, all the the Oscar moment, um, the Neon Genesis, and but specifically, what do we think of Shinji and Mari ending up together, being Did the Asuka couple? Get older? We don't we don't see Oscar like in the new world. Okay, because yeah. then maybe she's still a pissed off fourteen year old somewhere. Yeah, because it seemed like Ray and Karu were still fourteen when or we like seen. Or like a them. pissed off thirty two year old somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. Not this bad, but you, you know what I mean. But yeah, what do you think of the ending? The ending was good. I don't necessarily ship it, but um, I like the fact that Shinji got to go out and live a life. Um, because he did not live a life before he came in contact with Ava's, and he did not live a life while he was in contact with Ava's. So finally, the loop broke. The hopefully the um the dimensions if there are multiple dimensions merged into one and he went out finished high school and got a desk job like you're supposed to um and it's it's uh it's anticlimactic and kind of beautiful um i would have been disappointed if they stayed kids forever i am i'm not a big fan of that trope like i like it when it happened with Asuka because it was interesting, but I hope that somewhere when the loop broke, she was able to age and, you know, become a jaded teenager and eventually turn into a jaded adult who, you know, looked 20, but was actually 45 or, you know, something like that. So, um, all in all, Evangelion is an amazing series. Recommend it. Uh, very, very beautiful and, uh, great music and... Yeah, just uh, the the ending, the 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 thing that I mostly thought about was um, was this supposed to be a redemption arc for Gendo because it sure wasn't one. <laughs> kind of thing. Were you satisfied with the ending, the general ending, and the ending of all of the characters? Mm, well, we don't know the ending for Oscar, correct? Or Misato. Or yeah. Misato. But um. I think we can assume they all have their happy version i don't know maybe that's not safe to assume that but i think uh shinji's ending was decent um he he got a hug from his father and grew up and got a desk job um same thing for mari her warrior brain eventually turned into society brain hopefully she's doing all right um (laughs) i would i really wish that i would have seen a lot more of it like a train interaction like a train station interaction great bringing back that train metaphor 
but um, I want, I would, I really wish I could, they, they left a little less to the imagination. I, I would have liked to, I mean, like, after a series and four movies, you know, stretch your resolution out a little bit further than four Like um, Return of the King have like five endings or something. You know what? If, if, if there's <laughs> I like, would have been fine with that. I, I love those five I endings. I want that. I, I want like a whole bunch of different alternate endings and I want three of them to be slice of life fluff filler for f- fan fans. What, what's the word? Um, fan service. Mm-hmm. I want fan service. Of all of the endings that could happen, I want Kaoru and Shinji to be together. Damn it! <laughs> that's that's what I would like. Oh yeah. Mm, what um, do you think? I, I I really like the ending, even though like I do agree, it feels like anticlimactic. It doesn't feel like I feel like oh, but then again, like I don't think anything would ever be like surpass the end. That movie's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think anything would ever get close to it, like anime or anything, movie, nothing. Maybe I saw this movie Titan. That one gets a little bit close, but no. There's something about just watching a giant human grow wings, suck up the souls of all the world, and it's just something about that that it just, it's like unbeatable for me. So I wasn't expecting like something that would beat the end. I just wanted a happy ending. And I do agree it's anticlimactic, but I don't think that's a that's a bad thing. Um, and I'm sure you don't think it's also a bad thing. It's just like oh, it's not, it's not like from like a, a <clears throat> clean and cut resolution that packages everything up. It's like still leaves things like up in the air, you know. Um, I don't know if Shinji wish only applied to him, right? And all we see are like other versions of the people and or whatever. I don't know if when he wished for a world without Avas, that was a world just for him, or was it like in everything in the other reality, like all that weird fourth impact, whatever the fuck that was, stopped and perverted and like cleansed the world or whatever, or everyone there stayed there in like Village 3 and Asuka came back and, you know, and Misato is dead because, you know, that that's the only thing that I wor- like um, I wonder about is like was this a new world was this like you said a collapse of like several realities or like parallels um, or is it just like to wish that uh, to wish a world without Ava's like also erases the possibility of like the ancestral race you know like that whole thing of how the world is populated and whatever the fuck right so it's like for me it's like I, I I really enjoy that ending. I wanted a happy ending from the start. I'm glad it was given to me. I was not I was I did not think it was gonna have a happy ending at all. But it was really nice for it to have like a happy ending and like have these characters. I, I really liked seeing Shinji being old, like older and like just like running around and smiling and, What do you think of him ending up with Mari? I like that. It's like that was like you know, like, I, I feel like you you brought this weird theory before many times that Ava is just something that happened in someone's head and it's about a breakup. And maybe it's like, maybe Shinji's this weird little kid that was depressed for like a decade, you know, and for him going through life was like this weird robots or anything, but it was just like the daily life that we saw in the last two episodes of the series and like, him finally being able to like break out of it maybe 
Mary was like just having Mary close in his area was enough for him to like break through different patterns or whatever like she was like maybe like a friend in his real life that was like slowly getting closer yeah and like breaking through the depression or like starting to become a character in his yeah and, and that's why well, yeah, i also feel like she's very separated from everything that is happening and she's like hey pup you know it's like you know you can do it you know it's like she feels very separate from everything it's like oh yeah these things these robots you know like these mm. things she's like the one thing that maybe exists outside of shinji said yeah it's like the one thing that is outside of this reality of this world so there's like i like that like that's something that i was thinking about the other day and i was like yeah maybe mary's like the anchor to this other reality and she's like fuck man you finally got out of it you know um and you have a shitty test job <laughs> Um, but uh, I, uh, I I liked everything. I like the fact that we go back to Asuka in like a very some a very similar scenario in the end of Evangelion, right? Um, I'm sad that Misato dies, but she dies doing my favorite ship move, which is like ramming a fucking ship into another thing. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. Like whenever I see a ship, whatever it is, that shit at some moment is gonna ram into something else. So I was really surprised to see it. Um, yeah, uh, I was really satisfied. Anticlimactic, I totally agree. I did not, I, that never came into my head. But yeah, it's like, it, it, like I said, it's like this fourth impact doesn't have the same impact as like the third one from like the end, right? I, I really wish they would have stretched out the resolution. Like, I want them like at the train station and they're all running and they're happy and then everybody from Evangelion meets at a bar and then they get a drink and then they cheers and then it ends. Or you know, is it like I like that. I, I like that. I wanted yeah. some more closure after all of like the trauma and depression and misery and fighting of like the entire franchise. Um, just just a little thing, just a little bit more would have been nice. Yeah, because at the end of like Ava, we get like the photograph of everybody like happy together or whatever. Yeah, like you did it, so Shinji. Cute. Congratulations. Um, yeah, congratulations, Shinji. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, a, a series, four movies, um, a podcast about it all, and we've made it to the end of the end. Um, wow. <laughs> thank you, thank you for tuning in and watching along with us. You ain't got to lie, Craig. May have other series in the future. Keep an eye and ear out. Um, but now we'll transition to our parting words. Um, and we'll start with you, Ruben, parting words. Well, it has been... I don't know when the first one started. But it's been like a year, I think. Maybe a bit more. Maybe a bit less. I don't know. I don't remember when the first one started. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, like each of the episodes says, I do love talking about Ava. But for me, it was, like, a really big uh, chapter, like, closing. I feel like finally there was, like, uh, a, even though, like, you felt you didn't get closer for me, it was like, oh, yeah, fuck it, they're living their lives. That's good. That's good enough. They're no longer stuck in that fucking red beach. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to these people, you know? I was like, what is going to, like, are they going to rebuild life? What happened? They're no longer there. And that, for me, was enough and made me feel like, oh, they're, like, you know, whoever they are whatever part of like Kiriaki Ano are these characters they have found a desk job I guess <laughs> and uh, yeah no like it was I love talking about this show I feel like this was a way of like finally getting all the things that I know and be you that it, and then be useful about it 
Right. So now you can shut up about Ava. Yeah. <laughs> now I can recommend JoJo. Now I'm crazy about JoJo. Everyone wants JoJo. Or play Persona 5. Yeah. Um, Nikki, <laughs> or 3. Nikki, parting words. Play 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. And, <laughs> and Strikers. And the spinoffs. Okay, so parting words. If you made it through all of these episodes and our four-hour-long podcast and you are listening to my voice right now, you are a real one. Thank you for supporting the podcast seeking it out supporting us and like i this is only like the second episode i believe that i've been on maybe third i don't remember but i think it's the only like the second one um i had a lot of fun thank you both for having me i really enjoy hanging out with y'all and talking nerd shit and <laughs> like being a person of color and talking about people of talking with people of color about nerd shit like this is a dream come true for little Nikki in high school um, I never knew that I would grow up and have like person of color nerd friends that liked me like, <laughs> this this has been really great and I'm, I'm happy to be here and I'm happy that people are listening I'm sorry that y'all had to listen to me cough this whole time, but like, um, I'm I I'm just I'm stoked. I'm stoked about Evangelion. I'm stoked about like, uh, Ruben and Max, and I'm happy to be here. And um, Claire is also really amazing. Um, please like follow me on Instagram. Can I can I just like go to the next part? Yeah yeah yeah. Shout okay, out yeah. yeah. Um, follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is. Daki Comics, so D A K K Y C O M I C S, no spaces. Um, I'm about to come out with a font dating simulator. I know I've been talking about it for a long time, but um, like I'm I'm about to work on it right after I write some more fan fiction for Persona. So um, I'm I'm happy. So please follow me. Um, hopefully we will like. Especially if you're in Portland, hopefully we'll cross paths and be like, "Hey, you, Nikki, let's uh, let's talk about Evangelion." Um, I I will always be happy to tell you about how much I cry when I watch Evangelion battles because they're so beautiful and <laughs> poignant and with great music, and I'm just excited to be here. So, like, thank you for having me. It makes me feel really great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you both for being here. Um, yeah, it's been great this experience um this episode has been great it's been great to have you back nikki um also shout out our everybody else that's um participated on the podcast who aren't here currently um it's been yeah when did it start we don't know but it's been (laughs) it's been it's been a fun run um it's been here all the whole time yeah um it's been nice to get into ava to be able to talk about it to have this platform um shout out Turner project um yeah this has been great fun thank you um to all the participants the panelists thank you to all the listeners and um what else um nat turner project has asylum 2 up till december 19th at well well um check that out check out um everybody's art um thank you all it's been amazing and i guess i'll log off before i cry (laughs) (laughs) fly me to the moon